Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. All right. Welcome to the Soft Serve Podcast. This is episode 43. And once again, we have in studio guests. This is exciting. And we're going to go back. (laughs) We're going to go back to the lists. And this week, as a group, we're going to be talking about list number 28 from the 52 lists for happiness. I know you've missed us doing these. And that is list the projects you have been meaning to work on and finish. You know, it's on your show notes. And, oh boy. And I'll just say, right from the get-go, <laughs> Stomping Jen is on fire. She's being super critical. So without further ado, <laughs> I give you the Soft Serve Podcast. Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. Oh, yeah. Did you have the big bottom on during that? No. Who's that breathing? That is a sound effect of somebody breathing. A sound effect? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't need to turn the big bottom on. No. I have the big bottom at all times. What is the big bottom? It is a sound effect that makes your voice sound deeper, uh, I think, and bigger. And, <laughs> and more bottomer. More bottomer. <laughs> yeah. So, so it just gives it more bass. More bass. And we're all about that bass, about that bass. Not the treble, the bass. So, you may have heard a new voice here on the Soft Serve podcast. And. We are joined, as I said in our intro, by two guests. The first new voice you heard belongs to our friend. By our, I mean stomping Jen and my. My. And that friend, I was going to say mines, Mines? but that's not right. Stomping Jen and mine, my friend? I don't know how to say that. What is grammatically correct? Oh, boy. I don't know how to even articulate it. Would it be friends my and Jen's friend? Mine and Jen's. My and Jen's friend. Yeah, that oh, sounds boy. Right. Well, whatever right. the case, the said friend is Joshua Michael Stewart. Doo-doo. Hello. He gets, he gets a tone. He gets an affirmative tone. <laughs> oh, boy. And now he has appeared before. I believe, or been mentioned yes. on the podcast as Scatman. Scatman, but we're disclosing his identity here. Yeah. His music has been featured here previously, and mm-hmm. his 
criticisms <laughs> of the podcast have been featured and incorporated. Thank you for those. You're welcome. We yes, we enjoy that. we enjoy criticism yes, here. Criticism. We're all about that criticism. <laughs> This must end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And that lovely voice belongs to our other friend, Chanel. Hello. I don't know if you want to say more than just your first name, so I'll leave it up to you. Chanel's fine. Okay. Chanel. Chanel. Yep. And I'm just going to make some beginning of the show adjustments. <laughs> Here it comes. Yep. Listen. The we're microphone. Gonna keep, we're going to keep it to a minimum. And I will say that Sawtooth has disclosed something at the beginning of this. What did I disclose? You said something about fists away. Oh, yeah. Yep. A fist away from the and, microphone. And? And what? Anything else to say about the disclosure of, of I've staying never a been, fist away? I have never been told about the fist away. Oh, you haven't? Nope. Hmm. Nope. So how can you criticize me for my microphone etiquette if you don't give me instructions? Oh, I can and I will. <laughs> and then I will. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So welcome, Josh, Chanel. Thank Yay. you for having us. Thank yeah, you. we're really excited to have you here. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about um, what we're all up to in the world and what we do in a little bit. But first, I have to say to our listeners... Old and new, please subscribe, download, leave a review. Hey, that rhymed. Did you catch that? Yes. Yeah. Are we going to talk about how we met? It's on there. Yeah, but you did, you were like about to... We're going to go back to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a little out of sequence. You are. You're going to run the show. Okay. I'm, because, because Stomping Jen is the official co-host, she's going to take over and run the show. I'm going to deal with the pod dog who is making all sorts of noise in the background. Go ahead, Stomping Jen. <laughs> Get ready for dead air. Woo-hoo. All right. Uh, so, so Chanel and Josh. Well, before we go, I just have a question. Yes. Is uh, um, the new disclaimer that you just did um, in the beginning of the show was, did you have to do that for a reason? Uh, because we wanted to. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, it cou- felt like it was uh, appropriate. Yeah, a, a couple of reasons. To be completely honest, it's not a secret that um, Stomping Jen holds public office mm-hmm. in the town we live in. So we thought that was a good idea. And I also work for a, a public institution, and which is why my identity is secret. Doo-doo. <laughs> And why Sawtooth Frank is my superhero broadcasting identity. I love it. So anyways, we decided to put that up. Especially on the episode where we were all um, intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's really the reason. So it was a decision on your part. It wasn't because of any comments or things that you guys received. Not specifically. It was a, a preemptive strike a, a preemptive <laughs> measure i think to protect ourselves am i right about that do you want uh, to say anything more about that uh uh i know nothing about any of this stuff i leave it all up to you yeah um i don't know i don't have much to say other than i think it's probably a good idea yeah what do you think given that no I, I think it is a good idea i'm actually surprised you guys didn't do it you know sooner earlier yeah <laughs> but well when we started it uh i think 
It wasn't as much liability. Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Now that I'm holding office. office yeah. Oh, right. Person. Yeah. <laughs> I've been selected by the peoples. That's true. That's true. But you should also be allowed to have a personal life. I am. That's why, we do, that's why we do this. Yes. That's why mm. we do this. Okay. Yes. And that's why we have a disclaimer. And that's why we have a disclaimer. Yeah, we close the loop. So what else, uh, Stomping Jen? You're leading this show oh, today. I'm leading the show. I don't know if that's such a good idea. Uh, so you have it on here about how, how we all met. So it's it's an interesting thing. I'd love to get the story from a different perspective because I know my perspective. <laughs> yeah, we know our perspective. I'm curious. Chanel, no. Chanel, <laughs> Josh. Well, Fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, I know mine vividly, actually. Uh, I was a music major at UMass, and um, it wasn't going that well. Um, I felt extremely isolated. I didn't really have... Um, the, it was weird because, like, the friends I had, like, in my dorm room were, um, they really weren't artists, um, and um, I didn't really feel connected with anyone at in the um, music department, and I needed another outlet. Uh, I needed a way to be social, and <laughs> uh, I was just getting into poetry at that time, and I just simply saw a ad in the... Uh, what do you call it then? The Collegian. The Collegian. Was it in the Collegian? Yeah, yep. it was. No way. It was. That's so, crazy. and I just went to one of the meetings and... The I meetings kn- of what? The, oh, of the <laughs> UMass Poetry Society. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And... Uh, and there was a group and, of people. Well, no, and I, I remember <laughs> I remember it was in the student union and I uh-huh. walked into the door or into the room, uh-huh. and you, Chanel, mm-hmm. and I, I i don't know, there was a third person, I don't know who that was, but I know it was definitely you two were the yeah. first pe- pers- people I saw. And then I, I knew of you, because you lived in the... Right, so we have a mutual friend who, yeah. he lived in my dorm. Right, and, right. and I saw you around, you know, so I, I was like, <laughs> oh, just, big Jenko jeans. <laughs> we'll just call him, we'll just call him T.O. Yeah. Was it, oh, yeah. was it, it was, was T.O. it him? T.O., maybe. Was it? it probably was. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, who the third person was? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah, it, it, more than likely it probably yeah. was. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, so I, I, I knew of you and I was yeah. like, oh. You know, at least I kind of know someone here. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, the beginning. So you already knew Stomping Jen before you went? I knew of her because we lived in the same dorm. Okay. You lived in my dorm? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You lived on the third, fourth floor. I lived on the second. Oh, okay. And then our mutual friend lived on the same floor. All right, so that's Josh's perspective of how we all met. Let's go to Chanel. I want to hear her her impressions. (laughs) My memories grow vague as I age. Um, (laughs) I saw a flyer in the campus center. Um, I was hanging out with people who were stupid and boring, I think, because I lived in like a stupid and boring part of campus. So I wasn't, I don't know, I didn't meet, I didn't feel like I'd found people that I liked or 
Okay. Oh, you live in the city? Yeah. <laughs> by my own design. She's like eating her own shadow, by the way. It's okay. Just uh, <laughs> yell at her to stop and she'll stop. Um, yeah, I saw a flyer and I was sort of um, undeterred by like awkwardness. I just, I just, just like, I guess I'm going to this meeting and I didn't feel like, I wasn't worried about yeah. feeling awkward because I was like 19 and didn't care, I guess. I don't know where I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't remember the first meeting or anything. Yeah. I remember we met a lot in this room in the campus center that was yes. way too big. Yeah. And there were yeah. like six of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just all this vacant space. It was like up in the in the hotel. Yeah. Hold right? on one sec. Yeah, kill her. Please. Asbury. She's like the worst. Lay down. Lay on your bed. Lay down. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a similar recollection. Yeah, how did you find? Okay, so I spent UMass Poetry Society. Yeah, I found it. I think when I was a junior, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I was a sophomore. I, so I spent the first two years uh, at uh, UMass Amherst, where I did my undergrad, basically being an angry, socially isolated loner. Because <laughs> I'd come, I had come. But it was healthy. Yeah, I'd come directly to college from the military. So literally, one day I was in the army. The very next day, I was on campus. Wow! And that was a huge uh, cultural shock and social transition for me. I wasn't quite ready. I don't think so. I spent a lot of my time in pegged jeans, brooding. <laughs> that was the style back then. Yeah, but when we met you, you did not wear. No, well, jeans. okay. So, <laughs> thank you for keeping me on track. So, when it when my junior year came around, like I came back to UMass, like resolved to absolutely kind of break out of this self um, self imposed uh, social chrysalis I had put myself into, mm-hmm. like a disgusting worm, and. <laughs> I was like, I am going to turn into a miraculous butterfly. <laughs> I'm so, going to go buy some corduroy pants. So, so that summer, <laughs> that summer, that summer before coming back to school, I went out and I bought a bunch of corduroy pants, <laughs> Stomping Jen says. I began growing my hair long mm-hmm. and I went, much like you, um, Chanel and Josh, did to the uh, poetry club Mm -hmm. I saw a flyer hanging up Mm -hmm. and I decided I would go and I wrote a poem Mm -hmm. now I have that poem here (laughs) oh you do we will read it later (laughs) oh my goodness the very first poem I wrote and read publicly now I want to break out my poetry who is and go ahead oh who was the cat who wrote the ode to tater tots Oh, Do you remember that? That had to be T.O. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't? Was, it was okay. some other angry guy. <laughs> yeah, so I went there and read my poem, and I kept coming back. And I really enjoyed the people there. I think Chanel and Josh, you were both there already, possibly. I'm not... Chanel was there before you. Right, yeah. Because I knew Chanel before I knew you. Yeah, so... Um, and then I think we Chanel just... Chanel and I go way back... <laughs> And this, what year was this? This was 1996. Yes. So correct. 23 years ago. Yeah. And so we kind of started hanging out after that and doing the whole like yeah. poetry club thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then hanging out after. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I have a very vivid memory of um, being in the cafe after a meeting mm-hmm. and the first ever episode of South Park coming on. Yep. I remember that. And we were, I was, I'll speak for myself, just like horrified that like <laughs> this was on television. There was like a giant group of people like, yeah. gathered yeah. in the blue wall yeah. at UMass. Yeah. Just like watching this possible, this like horrifyingly. Like who knew it would be a cultural phenomenon yeah. back in 96. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember that too. Um, yeah, the TV was like up on yep. an elevated mm-hmm. platform. Yep. Yeah. People would just sit there and mm-hmm. watch yep. Simpsons and yeah. South Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, that True was story. fun. So what nobody has mentioned yet. Go on. Is that I was one of the co-founders oh, of the UMass Society because right. I cannot help myself as... You like to found things. You all... Uh, have maybe come to learn after listening to my podcast, our podcast for yeah. You you time. always say you're a connector. I'm mm-hmm. a connector. You helped mm-hmm. connect all of these people. Yeah, so it's true. The UMass Poetry Society poetry was something I was into. Yeah, in high school and college, and um, there was a bunch of us that came together and created this. And I guess we flyered really well. Yeah, you did flyer really <laughs> I don't well. Remember your flyering skills are strong. So, um, I wasn't even interested in poetry necessarily. Yeah. I I think I was just like, I like, I don't know. I was an English major and I wanted to hang out with people who liked words. Yeah. Like reading. Yeah. It was an interesting group of people that ended up. Yeah. And I can't say I was honestly connected to that into poetry as an art form. When I went, I really just wanted to meet people. Yeah. Um, that was my primary motivator, but I got super into it. Mm-hmm, you did after that. You wrote a couple books. I did. Yeah. And, and so, Josh. Well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. A prolific writer now. Yes. Um, well, why don't why don't we mention it now? Um, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong and jump in. Okay. However you want to self promote, but from my perspective, um, Josh really stuck with the craft over the last 23 years and mm-hmm. has practiced it in a dedicated um very studious way i think and has become a a published poet Mm -hmm. um of pretty decent renown i mean he's in a lot of journals and well known in those circles i think Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah i'm honored to have him sitting here (laughs) yeah what are the names of your books josh uh well my main book is break every string uh, it was published by uh, Hedgerow Books uh, in 2016. Uh, it can be fi- found on Amazon and um, on the Lever- Levelers Press um, uh, webpage. Uh, Levelers is a um, is the um, actually Hedgerow is a subsidiary of Levelers Press, right? Um, so, which is a local publisher out of. Uh, um, Amherst, Amherst yeah. Mass. Yeah. Cool. Also, yeah. for locals, it's uh, located in the um, oh, uh, collective, collective copies, copies. Um, <laughs> um, building in Amherst. Mm-hmm. Downtown. So, in downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've also, I've been published recently in the Massachusetts Review in uh, Brilliant Corners. Um, I've been getting really into traditional Japanese uh uh, poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been published recently in uh, Frog Pond and Modern Haiku, which in that sub genre of the form, like modern haiku is like the 
equivalent of like poetry, mm-hmm. uh, the journal poetry. Um, and uh, I'll uh, in October I'll have my first high bun uh, published, which is um, is a mix of prose mm-hmm. and haikus. Uh, usually the way you'll see it is there's like a paragraph of uh, text. It's usually an essay or um, short story form with a haiku. And then, and and then if it goes further, it can, it can be as small as a paragraph to a a haiku, or it could actually be book length, like uh, Basho, who invented the form, his first high bun was actually a a complete book. Um, Huh. So yeah, so that was um, um, that's really my first prose that will be uh, published. That's so exciting. Yeah, and that's in the fall. Yeah, that's in the fall. It's actually uh, on an online magazine called uh, Contemporary High Bun Online. Um, so you're writing things down here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to write things down here at the Soft Serve Podcast. How do I spell that? High bun. H a i b u n. Okay, I think I knew it. I think I remember that from one of your mm-hmm. um, posts. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. Now, do you still get a ton of rejection letters? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to have thick skin to be a writer, right? Right, right. Yeah, and the t- tenacity. You know, that's the mm-hmm. key. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, I've, there's still a lot of the journals I've never uh, been able to make my way in, like, uh, you know, the New Yorker and poetry and that, but hopefully just keep working. Um, now, do you still go back and tinker with things that have been published and, and finished, or can you? Once they're published, are you allowed to Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. go back and mess with them? Yeah, that's yeah. why if you, if you ever read any... Um, any uh, collections, a lot of times in the acknowledgement page, it will say something like, um, uh, these poems uh, were published in earlier forms in such okay. and such journals. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I know when I went to go print out the two poems I want to read, mm-hmm. that I didn't open the Word document because I would not be able to resist the temptation to start fucking around with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because every time I open like the Word document, I like change a, the order of a word or add a punctuation mark somewhere are you, are you all reading poetry i'm not no poetry? i'm not reading it um i printed out two poems you want to read one of mine no that would be satisfying <laughs> for you i'm sure um. you can comment you can comment on the poems Thank that you. we read yeah yeah so we yeah. all met at the umass poetry society yeah. because yeah. of stomping jen's efforts because yeah. of me and a group of people and yep. We still talk to some of the other people. Yeah, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, we're connected to some of the people online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always, I always found it, you know, um, I, I just found it really great that you know at least two long-term relationships and yeah. two human beings have yeah. come out of that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. true story. That's true. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about us. Oh, Ted and Space Unicorn. <laughs> yeah. You didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, you think back, you know, twenty-three years ago, like yeah. would you know that would never cross anyone's mind that yeah. would, that would happen. Yeah. I know. You know, 
And like then we tell the kids all the time about the crazy adventures we would go on in the middle of the night, like yes. driving up to Canada. They think we're crazy when we tell them. These yeah. Things. It's interesting. I still remember like um Stomping Jen and I go back and forth because there's this period of time where she was underst- very understandably obsessed with me. And um <laughs> in a state of un- story. I mean and, Chanel can do it. I can attest. And to in that. a state Chanel of un- attest, and in a state of unrequited love. And <laughs> I was completely unaware of her. <laughs> now I re- I remember I remember the moment where I took notice of you. Oh great! Hey, um, I'm gonna lock the dog out of the room. Yeah, She's seriously. out of control. Hold she on. Is completely out of control. Come on. But I want to hear more She's, about yeah, the moment to, that you realized I was the, the one. Oh my Come god! On. <laughs> At, let's go. Hot dog out. Yeah. Sorry, audience. Um, she gets very, very super excited when other people come. She is. She's going to whine. She's going to cry. It's super annoying. Go hump the cat all you want. It's like, pick your fucking poison, dog. You want to be out there and hump the cat, which is now in here. Yeah. Or do you want to sit outside and whine? So, (laughs) all right. Um, So I remember the moment when I first took notice of you. Yes. It's when you read a poem. Okay. About having outgrown your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way. No, though. well, no, it was. You were like, and I can no longer wear you. So that's no, because they fell apart. It wasn't. Let me just be clear. Yeah, I don't remember, <laughs> but but it was it was it was very funny in a particular kind of way. And now that, you're gonna make me go out in the garage and find all my no, storage. and that but that is the moment I first noticed stomping Jen, mm-hmm. like as a. A person in the rest of the group, like of separate interest. of every. It's like, oh, hmm, maybe I should pay attention to her. Mm. Yeah, and mm. then some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you said. Well, you you always talk about how you had like gone to Florida and gotten like a wrap in your hair. Oh yes, right, so remember, so Sawtooth oh, right. had long hair. Okay, long golden hair. Golden, golden hair locks. that he would touch all the time, and it got really gross. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just had a memory of that. So for right. you just like sitting. So for Columbus Day weekend. I flew down to Miami to go see this uh, girl who was breaking up with me, apparently. Because when I, yes, this was in October of that year. So I got back. um, We went like to Miami, went around, and I got like a a stupid braid in my hair. Mm -hmm. I remember a wrap. wrap. And I remember coming back (laughs) and wanting to get rid of it because it was clear this girl was breaking up with me. And so. We were sitting there in the cafeteria at UMass, and Stomping Jen was like, I'll take it out. Because <laughs> I was obsessed. <laughs> and so she jumped up, and she started untangling and unraveling the braid in my hair. And I remember when you were done, you like were smoothing out my hair. I could still feel the touch. So you were literally like washing that girl in a way. out of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wash that girl right out of my hair. And... Right. I remember, I remember your touch as you smoothed the hair out, Uh-oh. and then your hand lingered on my shoulder. Oh, yeah, and then I was like, "You're all done." <laughs> yes, he will be mine. But, but that, that, right. that, I think is when whatever biochemical thing mm-hmm. makes people become obsessed with each other and fall in love begin. Mm-hmm. That was the real moment. Yeah. When I experienced your touch Ooh. for the first time. And then months later. <laughs> <laughs> My God. What happened months later? 
Ugh. There was like a whole bunch of like we used to go to movies together, oh. like the whole group. Not. Just oh yeah, me we continued. We continued dating. Just ignore. Oh, um, is <laughs> Chanel is. Him? Yeah, Chanel yeah. is observing the pod dog, um, humping the pod the cat. cat, and is 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 beside herself with laughter. <laughs> Because it's ridiculous. I'm just not gonna look over there. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, don't. It's not worth it. So we'll we'll try to ignore that the best we can. Yeah. All right. So that that's that's really the story here, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And and here we are, twenty three years later. Now I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Yeah. You can hear me sipping. You could probably hear Josh sipping. Uh, maybe even stomping Jen. She doesn't sip loudly, oh, though. Well, I have nothing left. To oh, would you like some more? Sure. <laughs> let's, um, let's pass this over. First, let's read it. Uh, Josh was kind enough to bring us... I can't pronounce this, but I think it's called Alkentoshan Single Malt Scotch, 12 years old. It's damn good. Triple distilled. Alkentoshan. 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 Antoshin. That's why I thought it was like German. Akintoshin. Yeah. Scottish Gaelic. Translates as corner of the field. Okay. The distillery is also known as Glasgow's malt whiskey due to its close proximity to Glasgow. Huh. And the breakfast whiskey due to its sweet and delicate nature, which I can attest to because it's very smooth. It's very good. It's mm-hmm. very good. So we're sipping on some of that. And thanks to Josh for bringing it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to pour some more. Do you want some in your coffee? <laughs> okay. All right. We all have to ignore the, yeah, the, the animal weird animal pseudo sex that's <laughs> happening. Grinding. Yeah, the grinding. It the animal grinding. It doesn't, it defies logic, really. Well, the fact that your dog is a female. (laughs) Well, we asked actually a dog behaviorist about this. Yeah. And what she said was that the dog is quote unquote aroused, meaning not in a sexual way, but she's excited by playing with the cat and she just gets overly zealous about the whole deal. And that is what she does. Like, Mm. because she can't help herself. Wow. Um, but I wish we could divert that attention somewhere else. It's yeah. really disturbing. And it's disturbing for the children to watch all yeah. the time. Although they're kind of past it now. Yeah, they don't care. They just think it's funny. They think it's hysterical. Yeah. The grinding. All right. Well, that's how we all got here. Yes. And we're drinking. And what we're drinking, we already went through that. So moving on. So on and so forth. <laughs> You're in charge. You're leading this. Uh, so now we're moving on to the updates and shout outs segment. Okay, you ready? Do we have a new bumper? It's the same one. That's, oh, it's the screaming one. <laughs> have you guys heard this? You're ruining it. Because it's ridiculous. No, it's perfect. No, it's, it's perfect in every way. I think it's quite good, actually. Absolutely ridiculous. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, this is difficult. We don't we don't have a lot of updates to give because yeah. we recorded we, a podcast two days ago. It's true. True story. Or was it three days ago? It was on Sunday. Yeah, Today we haven't had a weekend, oh. which is when we usually do shit. Yeah, we haven't done anything <laughs> in the last few. Weeks. 
Yeah. I oh bought a God. new car. That's my <gasps> That's answer. right. You yes. did. It's very exciting. I traded in my 12-year-old uh, Corolla for a new Corolla. I'm going to go. You keep talking. I'm going to go put the dog in her crate. I can't stand this anymore. It's, I'm so glad that you agree okay, with you me. Okay, you keep talking. Because every time this happens, it drives me nuts. Driving the crate. Crazy. So you got a new car. That's very exciting. Yeah. Had a whopping 11 miles when I uh, drove it off the, uh, the um, what do you, the lot. The lot? Yeah. So, the car a lot. Yeah, my first car had. Uh, uh, I've had it for twelve years, and it was at uh, two hundred ninety-two thousand miles. Jesus. Yes. You do a lot of traveling. Well, yeah, well, because of my job, I drive at least three hundred and fifty miles a week. So yeah, it's a lot of driving. Yeah, driving from. So you need a comfortable new car. Yeah. Let's see if her howling is gonna. Ugh! I don't want to hear her howling. All right. All right. The pod dog is locked in the pod crate <laughs> on another floor of the podcast studio. That's so, great. but I'm sure she's going to start howling. What were you saying? I'm sorry. Um, we finished. Uh, so, Chanel, do you have any shout outs or updates or you, you want to talk about anything? We talked about Josh's books. Do you want to talk about any exciting what, projects or anything? What articles are coming out? Yes. Where? Chanel is also a writer. I am. Um,. It's a week off from true crime, so I don't have that coming out. So uh, you write you write about true crime? Oh, yeah. I write about uh, true crime podcasts for New York Magazine. There's a section called Vulture, which you probably know. Oh, yeah. Um, you write they for cover, Vulture? Like, yeah. Awesome. yeah it um, it's a fun new job I got. A, like a couple. No? I don't know. Pretty recently. <laughs> a while ago. Um, yeah. So we write about uh, good true crime podcasts, which is actually hard because there's a lot of bad <laughs> <laughs> basically anybody um everybody thinks they sort of can tell a story because they're into true crime but it's not true yeah mm-hmm. um even when people are really well intended about that um so yeah it's a week off from that uh i don't know i have like didn't you book- just have something come out and bust Was it oh bust? yeah uh thanks the new issue i'm in the new issue of bust i wrote um about sexual podcasts uh <laughs> a bunch of those um I'm trying to remember what some of them were uh anyway it's in the new issue of bust it's in print which is really cool and it just yeah. made it onto line um so look at that yeah there's uh, one out there i've seen that's constantly in the top 10 lists it's called call her daddy or something oh like that it's these two i tried that? to listen to it but Sorry. it's i mean it's <laughs> wait i want to hear it's what interesting has to yeah, yeah, say yeah. About it. i don't remember i think good i think that might be the one that i listened to and because you know my editor sent me a, a list of like yeah. re- listen to these these are our suggestions mm-hmm. and i think i listened to that one and i was like i cannot listen to this any like i have a really high threshold for, i love trash yeah i'm like really attracted to like low culture and reality tv and stuff like that but this was just like annoying and offensive in a way that it wasn't because of the subject matter it was just like i don't know it was not great so i didn't write about that one that's not in there but thank you that was my impression too like I, I too have a very high tolerance for a wide variety of um, media, especially reality stuff and reality TV. Like I love all that stuff. I was attracted to that podcast because it's like it has two hot chicks on the cover, and it's like positioning itself it as this call her daddy, call her daddy, and it's like positioning itself as this like edgy sex related podcast. 
from a and I was interested because they positioning it as like from a woman's perspective. Yeah. But it was just like garbage content. I couldn't yeah. listen to it. It There's was horrible. There's a lot of stuff that's great. What is this one? Which one? Call her daddy busted Jew crew group. Oh no! <laughs> Please don't bring the Jews into this. I don't know. What yeah, haven't, 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 so haven't your people been enough? through enough? What, what, uh, what to be associated uh, with? Like call what her made daddy it garbage. There's so many podcasts. I mean, it's possible that I am a, admittedly a prude, um, which is funny because I read an actual podcast. But um, it, I don't. I think it was a combination of like feeling like as though they were dumbing themselves down a lot. Like they were talking in like the accents that would be attributed to like stereotypical dumb girls, which I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I'm glad all. you, I'm glad you answered it that way because my, my answer was going to be, it's like clear they're putting on a persona yeah. to try to get downloads. Mm-hmm. Like that's this right. is what dudes want to listen to. Yeah, that's right? right. And so we're going to, I mean, the women who are doing the podcast are clearly um, together enough to put on the persona and they can like get through an hour of conversation. Mm-hmm. But it all seems so fake to me right. and inauthentic. And like, that's a thing that shines through very quickly to yeah. me in podcasts is inauthenticity. Right. And I think the other thing that many things bothered me about it, but, and just in general, like listening to those sex and relationship podcasts, what turns me off really quickly is this, I, this, that combination of the persona that's immediately fake. And when they're talking about like, being openly sexual and like those two things do not need to go together. You don't have to put on a persona and then talk about like, you can talk about blowjobs and everything that you're going to talk about and you don't have to make yourself sound stupid. You can talk about that in a way that's true and complicated and everything that it is without right making yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like sex and relationships are complicated Mm -hmm. enough on their own without, um, without needing to complicate it with, uh, like you just said, a a totally um, obtuse fog of falseness. Right. I don't know. Right. I just I tried listening to. T- I couldn't get through a second one. Yeah, so. don't do it. <laughs> All right. So big thumbs down yeah. for uh, call her daddy. Yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. All right. So okay. So you write about sex podcasts, true crime podcasts. Um, I write book reviews. I write about. Um, Sexual and reproductive health. What else do I write about? Uh, yeah, I've read a lot of those articles you've written. Yeah. They're very good. Thanks. Yep. Um, I'm writing, well, I wrote a piece, it's being edited now, about um, the resurgence of period positivity, which is going to be in the new Lilith magazine that's coming out in the fall. Not, not the one that just came out, but the one that's coming out. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Is free bleeding a real thing? <gasps> I just wrote about free. That's, it's did in you? the article. I did. Okay. So there was a great piece in Vice... And so can I just, yeah, for our yeah. listeners who may not know what free bleeding <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain it from yes. my perspective. I don't know a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are um, sociologic and historical things I don't understand about this, but from a purely social media perspective, what I understand free bleeding to be is women who are embracing period positivity by not wearing um, protection during their periods gross so um and they post pictures of you know of them having bled through particular garments or onto a bed or like i don't understand this but i want 
um, Chanel is writing about it. So I I want to hear hear about this. Um, So there's, first of all, this great article in, I think it's in Vice. It might be in Vox. I'm sorry. Human who wrote it. It was really good. Um, She was inspired by this, I can't remember her name, this person who ran the London Marathon, um, free bleeding. Uh Um, I remember those pictures. Yeah. So she was in, she was taken with this person and she decided to do this experiment where she would free bleed, um, just like open, you know, free bleed, Mm -hmm. um, as in this like part of her life. Like, um, she just experimented, I think it was like three or four days Mm -hmm. she did it. So she started from like the beginning of her period when it was really strong until it sort of like peters out. Um, and what she found was that it was a lot of what she, (laughs) a lot of what she was doing, she realized was micromanaging her period and like Mm -hmm. wearing all this stuff like tampons and pads and menstrual cups using what she used and she didn't really need it. Like even when she would go to yoga and she would have this feeling that there was just like, you know, when you just feel like it's gushing, right. Yeah. And it's just like a sea of blood that that wasn't really what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And she was carrying around sort of all this paranoia and all this fear of exp- a fear of bleeding under her clothes. And in the end of the article, she's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares if I bleed into my clothes and everyone sees it? Like, what is what is the stigma around public bleeding? So this piece I wrote is about um, basically the way that people are, I guess reclaiming is a fair term, um, the um, having your period. And um, like, for example, like the large amount of period tracking equipment mm-hmm. that's available now, like yeah. for the phone or whatever. And um, which like, yeah, is a new, it's a new phenomenon because before that you could just like track your period by writing down when it happened. Um, <laughs> but this is like, you know, you put in all this stuff and it tells you like when you're ovulating for, you know, yeah. um, so that's, it's this really big thing now. And so is, I would say that free bleeding is still pretty taboo. Like, I don't think that people are as chill about it as yeah. we, th- is, <laughs> yeah. I, think I don't think still, anybody's chill about free no, bleeding. No, no. I mean, this person, who wrote the article was not until she at the end when she was like, Oh, I actually like, it's actually okay. Yeah. Like I can do this and it's fine. I don't know if she didn't mention doing it again, but she did mention yeah. feeling like, anyway, look it up. It's a great article, but so she felt liberated by the experience of doing it. Yeah. She felt like she was really causing herself more stress by worrying, <laughs> worrying about potentially bleeding in public than, than she thought she would. See, I, I just feel like personally, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't want to ruin my clothes. No, I agree. Like, I, I spend agree. time picking out my clothes. Right. Like, right. I don't want to ruin my clothes. Like, no, you agree. bleed and it stains. And it stains. And, like, that's it. You have to throw it away. Yeah. Like, well, do you? Could you just wash it? Uh, it no, depends. Blood doesn't really come yeah, it depends out. on the clothing. I mean, I people, walk, people walk around with clothes with oil stains on it. Why are we attaching some kind of moral judgment to the type of stain? So. Go ahead. Just like if you were to shit your pants, mm. you wouldn't want it leaking through into your clothing. For <laughs> I mean, I'm just being realistic. Yeah. So, so sorry, we're on this topic, so yeah. I'm going to continue talking yeah, about this yeah. topic. So I, um, I bought into these period underwear. Okay, good. Let's okay. Talk about that, yeah. So you can free bleed into period underwear. Yep. But I can tell you, they tell you that you can bleed a certain amount. And even when you're like super duper and no, I have to wear Oh, pads. it doesn't work. It doesn't. I mean, for like the beginning or like whatever. But if I'm like heavy flow. Yeah. 
it like within an hour like I'll you're like through it yeah like oh. it's I, I don't so I don't know if I'm abnormal or that's normal but Everybody everybody's like it's not everybody like online is like oh these are the best things ever and yeah then, but those are the people who think it's the best thing ever right, right? they're true. not they're not right. a representative true. sample of right. everybody so well, now like menstrual yeah. cups too yeah. right that's like, another topic. like I've never tried them but I um, have in this piece I talk about how the um the invention of the menstrual cup which for listeners, if you don't know, is a plastic, it's rubber device that you insert when or you're silicone or your silicone, yeah. yeah. Um, that you insert and into, into your vagina, like vagina, your uterine, I can cap- say it, vagina. Your uterine cavity. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to put pl- you have to place it in exactly the right, right spot and it's supposed to pop open, right. yeah, and it's supposed to collect your. Okay. menstrual your blood and then you, you how do you get it out? You, you have to take it out this yeah. is the thing so you have to you have to take it out and i wrote about how people are um how this sort of forces you into like a new kind of experience with your body because you mm-hmm. have to put it in, in a certain way and so you have to like familiarize yourself with where all your shit yeah. is mm-hmm. and then also people you know empty them in public like yeah. like they're recyclable it's like well no they're reusable they're usually yes that's so you're supposed yeah. to be that's able different. to wash them yeah. out in the sink and yeah. put them back in yeah but okay. it's really they're precarious because if you have, for example, um, any kind of like neuromuscular situation, or you don't have a great your hands, you have arthritis or something like that, and you yeah. can't grip, yep, then it's not great. Um, I will yeah. also say, if you do not do your Kegels, they will right. not. Work they will not work because <laughs> for people who've been pregnant, right? Like I, I have had two children. I am not very good about doing any kind of exercise down there not to be tmi she literally went to the gym today but (laughs) but i cannot use menstrual cups i can use a menstrual cup with a period underwear yeah it doesn't doesn't work i need a liner yeah and then i feel like i'm wearing a diaper and it's terrible and i wish my period would stop well Well, i mean it will eventually i know we are i would assume it's also extremely uncomfortable it's everything is uncomfortable it is except for tampons here's what's interesting but can I, I wear them can I add can I add a perspective on this I yes. think yeah yes I think a lot of this is about um, really is about cultural exposure and expectations like when you first got the period panty yes. things right and yes. you were hung them on the tub like after you washed them out <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah. I was horrified because yeah. well here's why I mean I'm gonna get real like as a male in this society and, and having lived with yeah. a woman for how long have I lived with you? Uh, a long time. Over twenty something. Years. Like still, like the, 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 um, the physical reality of the period is kept away from me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you do it behind a closed door, mm-hmm. it gets wrapped up and thrown in the trash, or you know, like when right. you're using tampons, flush down the toilet. No, like, you don't flush tampons. Oh, you don't. Down the toilet. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, see, it's, a public, it's a good opportunity for a public service yeah. announcement. Yes, well, do not, not flush your tampons. Your tampons. <laughs> okay, it's thank okay. you. Okay. Um, see, I'm, but see, I'm illustrating my own point here in a way, right? right? You've lived with a woman for and I don't so even long, know that. You don't know that, yeah. Right. No, so, that's right. But that's uh, a re- there's a reason for that, right? Yeah. It's like there's it's, it's kept away. Right, it's right, kept right, away right. from us, that's right? right that's for right. some reason, like so. So when you started hanging them up on the. The, <laughs> the, the tub faucet to yeah. dry out. I, like I was initially horrified, but now like anything with enough exposure and understanding, mm-hmm. I've gotten used to it. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't bother mm-hmm. me at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even our kids don't even care our and they know what it's mm-hmm. for. Do they? Yeah. They I know. have no idea. Well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm assuming <laughs> I that. But, I just remember when Space um, Unicorn first uh, 
caught me changing a pad menstrual pad. she's like why are you wearing diapers <laughs> well did you have a conversation with her i don't remember <laughs> i think you it's did actually terrible. um well it's terrible i'm a terrible mother there, i mean i hope they don't hear this one but there was a time when like <laughs> walked into the bathroom and he was screaming there's blood on the floor there's you blood mean ted oh ted yeah thank you um edit see i'm too comfortable with you all um <laughs> um in, Anyways, he started. He's like, "Why is there blood? I know, Why he is was, there blood?" He like was he was adamant. Yeah, it's scary so I was like, if you don't know what it is. I was like, yeah. "Okay, <laughs> you really want to know? Let's sit down. And we're gonna have a conversation about female reproductive health." Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and sat down and I explained to him exactly mm-hmm. why there was blood on the floor he seemed yeah. okay with it after i yeah. mean a little yeah. bit like whoops i shouldn't have <laughs> asked about that yeah <laughs> but, he was concerned though I think. yeah it's scary i mean it's yeah scary of for course it is who, um, so. he's definitely a son you know <laughs> well he saw two things <laughs> saw two things oh. <laughs> it's okay that's all right this is what happens this is what happens so i will also mention that that brand of period underwear they have they just came out with a super duper like if you really have a heavy flow <laughs> like oh. because you know it doesn't work people right yeah they're like, getting feedback doesn't right work they're getting feedback on their product well i mean trying to make a product that you say is going to work for everybody is like a bullshit endeavor yeah. right because like yeah. people have different menstrual flows and people have different realities about their yeah. bodies and that's yeah. not yeah. one of them yeah and as, them, yeah. as i try to explain a saw tooth it's like it's different every month yeah. anyway yeah i mean yeah. there's no like yeah. but i will say tracking an app mm-hmm. for tracking that i've found extremely useful really yeah. now that i'm no longer needing birth control we won't get too deeply into the <laughs> politics of this but it is interesting like yeah. since you went off the pill yeah there's definitely more variability mm-hmm. like the pill was like like you you knew down to the day and the hour yeah. like pretty much the hour and then uh, i freak remember i um i freed you from the pill yes, by getting a vasectomy Woohoo! <laughs> 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 it's true it's true yeah true story so I, I will take credit for all of, all of all of that. Free. Well, Free anyways, well, well, thank you for writing about all oh, of these really yeah. interesting. It topics. is super interesting, Thanks. and whenever I whenever I see a poll from you about a medical topic, I'm like, oh, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> yeah. article. Yeah, I love seeing your posts. Thanks. Like people who menstruate, please email me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Somebody I know um, asked me if I was okay. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And he said. Well, I just hear your Facebook stuff asking about all this stuff, and I just wondered if, like, if you're okay. And I was like, no, it's for work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. have all those problems at once. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that that is fascinating. Anything else you want to say about your work and what you're up to? Um, I mean, I'll save it for the the list. Okay. The list. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. When all right, stomping Jen. Why do you lead have us? Um, Moulin Rouge on here. Oh, Actually, I was just going to talk about what we're doing oh, coming we're, up. We're going Whoops. away uh, soon to uh, Manhattan. Manhattan. I'm very excited. Um, and for those of you who also know, I grew up in New Jersey. So I messaged a friend of mine from high school and was like, hey, we're going to be in the city. Where should we do blah, blah, blah. And maybe we, we're thinking about doing this. And she's like, don't do that. <laughs> she's like i'm like why she's like oh that's too touristy and then she's like you should do this instead and i'm like what is that she's like you're so western mass <laughs> so now i've been rele- delegate relegate relegated delegated uh, relegated 
yeah. to being so Western mass. Well, did she give us some good advice about no, what to do? She told us to go to some museum, but I'm like, this is a museum I would go to with the ki- with kids. Which like, okay. The Intrepid Museum. Oh, it's on a boat. I don't know. It's like air and space museum. Like that's um, All right. Well, that seems very touristy yeah. too. I'm like, we'll I don't think I'm going to go to the Intrepid Museum. I mean, the must-dos for me, right. I want to go without kids, is the 9-11 Memorial. Yeah. And We're going to do that. That's an insane place. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else did I want to do? I want to go up to the top of that really tall building, the what new the, one. The Empire State. The, the Freedom World, Tower. The, World, the Freedom Fry Tower, whatever that World thing Trade is. World Trade One. Maybe. Whatever the new one is. Those are the only two things. There's a thing to go up there. I think there's some other new, like weird um, sculpture thing that you walk up. Oh, in Hudson Yards, there's this like weird octagonal situation. There's like a mall in it. Yeah, Hmm. it's Lower Manhattan. It's a, it's like 10th and in the 30s. Oh, you New Yorkers, you like sorry. talking street names. Like, like we're supposed to know what that means. It's, it's a grid. I understand like it's, it's toward good. the river. So like if you're going toward the um Okay. Uh, the west. The west side. Wow, I don't know. Well, yeah. we're gonna be in Times Square, which is Midtown in the middle, right? Yeah. yeah. You'll in yeah. The middle. Get smacked yeah. Except for Central Park, which I know is on the northern side. I think it's in the third yeah, it's new. It's people like, yeah, people know. Yeah. It Central Park it's I think creepy. is in the upper third. It's on the upper east yeah. upper east side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is Maisel exhibit Sorry, opening yeah, this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Did you watch that show? No. Mrs. Maisel? Oh, you should totally watch it. It's really good. It's really good. For Jews, it's not as good as It's not as good as Fleabag, though. No, Fleabag oh, no. is really good, Fleabag too. is awesome. Yeah, watch All right. that. Okay, so we're going to Manhattan. We're going to have a good time. We're going to see Moulin Rouge, yeah. and I'm sure we'll talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, we will. Date. We'll give impressions. And you also have nose piercing. Yeah, update. I just you, our <laughs> listeners want to know how your nose is doing. My nose is doing great. It's still on my face. I'm not okay. infected. It's great. Okay. Very yes, good. I'm getting used to it. People don't even know that I have it, which is yeah, yeah even from here, I it's can't like really imperceptible. See it. it's really yeah. cute. It is cute. Yeah, thanks. It's nice. Thanks. Good move. I tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we can mix this up. We can do one of two things. We can jump into list twenty-eight, or we can go into the poems. So I want to give <laughs> the music and the and, yeah oh yeah we're gonna play some of um Josh is also a composer. We didn't mention that we were just because yeah, he was a music. Major. Yeah, did do you we want to? Were you a music major in the? All right, we're talking world? about that now, so we're gonna play I some was, music. I yeah. was uh, when I first went to UMass. I was actually a jazz composition major. Oh my gosh, that's and heavy then, duty. And then, but I ended up because of a long story. I ended mm-hmm. up becoming a history major, actually. Oh, so cool. yeah. All right, I'm gonna play this one. Josh sent this to me. It's called "Keep My Skillet Good and Greasy." This is an original yeah. composition? No, this is actually public domain. Oh. So you can play the shit out of it. Cause okay, is this you playing it, though? Yeah, I play. that's me doing everything. Okay. So I'm playing banjo, bass, ukulele, vocals. Okay. Whoops, sorry. You made it stop. <laughs> As me wailing on a tambourine. Oh, you're singing, too. You've heard this. I haven't. We're all dancing in the studio. I'm not in my head. How many tracks of yourself are you? Yeah, what are you recording to when you do this? I'm using uh, Audacity. 
online, okay. it's a free yep. thing. Yep. I used I to use like Audacity. Three, at least three tracks of you singing. There's double tracking on the vocals. Yeah, there's at least double. It might be three. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like three, at least. And then there's uh, sometimes, I don't know if I did it on this track, but other tracks, I'll uh, double the double it, and then I'll, uh, re- I'll raise it an octave or lower an octave. Oh, yeah. Well. Yep. Yeah. So this is not your original composition. It's somebody else's? It, this is public domain. It's over 100 years old. Are you playing off of sheet music when you do this? Well, I have like a what they call a lead sheet, which is just like the basic chords and the okay. melody, and then I arrange everything else. Okay. I like this a lot. So like all the solo stuff like this, this is all yeah. improv, knowing harmonic structures and things like right. that jazz. And as be- I mean, being a jazz player, you, you can do this. You yeah. can riff like this. Yeah. That's amazing. It's one of my life's wishes you should th- take that I could play an instrument. I think I'm too old. Now, what Never you're hearing now, yeah. that's, actually, um, that's actually a ukulele. That is, I, I okay. put it you through a filter, the and then I lowered it and yeah. I, uh, 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 an octave, so it gave it a different sound. A bag of flour. Making the skillet greasy. Yeah. Like, I want to know who originally wrote mm-hmm. it. Like, Some guy who knows how to cook with beard. cast iron. Like, with, with one <laughs> teeth. Like. <laughs> well, you know, this is actually um, uh, centuries old advice on how to maintain a cast iron pan. You can keep that shit greasy. You don't wash it with soap. That's right. That's true. You have to keep it greasy. It's the original nonstick pan. Yeah. Am I right? Well, there's also the, there's the line... Uh, a hound dog at my side, a monkey on uh, monkey on my back, hound dog on my side. Oh yeah, oh. monkey on your back is a, yeah. is an old heroin term. Yeah. Oh yeah, got to have a See, drug or alcohol reference tooth. in there. I was right. <laughs> one tooth. Did he say it in here? No. <laughs> he, he was a heroin addict. Oh, this is good. Now, are you? Um, Repeating vocal elements you've already recorded, or are you actually singing this thing all the way through? Um, like it, it could be either way. Sometimes, okay. sometimes I'll, I'll cut and paste. Sometimes yeah. I'll uh, okay do it. That's awesome. I love that. Do you play in a band? I I haven't played in a band or live since October of 1995. Oh, oh, wow. I mean, I see online sometimes on the face space there, um, <laughs> your friends you went to high school with that you were in a band. Oh, with, yeah. And yeah. you haven't gotten together with them? No, no, no. Uh, you know, uh, my friend Scott and I, we had our jazz quintet when we were in high school. Um, I mean, we did, for high school kids who grew up in an old it mill town. Like yesterday. They were in oh, whoops. Now you keep going. That, um... <laughs> You, you know, you to <laughs> um, <laughs> there we go. Oh boy. Um, you know, we didn't know anything about jazz, and no one around us knew anything about jazz, so we were all just self taught. And, yeah. um, 
you know, we were, we were, you know, or I think one of our last gigs where we did a, um, we were playing a wedding and got paid 500 bucks. Sweet. You know, to do like a as a bunch of, of high school kids. As a bunch of high That's school awesome. kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I had my, my, uh, uh, you know, I wasn't classically trained. Uh, my parents couldn't afford lessons. So again, everything I learned, I learned on my own. Yeah. And when I got to UMass, um, my, I, you know, I'm not a great, I'm really not a great player. Um, there's other musicians who could play far better than I can, but what I, what I excel at is actually arranging and like music theory. Like I can, I can look at like a Mozart symphony mm-hmm. and you can see it and I can, well, I not only that, but I can tell you every, why every note is being played mm-hmm. at that particular time. And I can tell you why the second violin, you know, how that note relates to the note that's being played in the cello and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but you but, can play with feeling. Yeah, but when I when I got to UMass, I was so far behind everyone okay. else mm. because I wasn't classically trained. Right. And um, um, my experience in the music department there was so bad yeah. that I one day put my bass in its case and didn't pick it up for 12 years. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after 12 years but the thing was was i it never left me mm-hmm. um so like when you know there's the thing like oh if you can't sleep you count sheep you're right you right. heard that i used to in my head play my scales or what what is called modes sure yeah which is different scales so um and i i you know and for for years i was like oh i should pick it up again but then i'm like it would take so long to get back to where I was. And you still had your base with you. It was just sitting somewhere in a corner or in a no, closet. No, actually, I sold it. Actually, mm-hmm. I, oh. I had three bases. I sold all three okay. of them. Um, so I had to buy a new one. And then um, and then my dad had a banjo that he had in his closet for years. And I'm like, you're never using it, so give it to me. Did you grapple with selling your bases? Or were you just like, I, I'm done with these. Fuck it, I'm selling no, them. No, I, I did because it was... Um, uh, you know, it was, it was like official then. Cause even, yeah. cause, cause I like didn't play them for over a year and then graduated and basically I needed bread. So I, uh, I got, I had to sell them and one of them was my upright. I actually had an upright. Oh, wow. That I had to sell. Yeah. That so, sucks. yeah. And, uh, but then, yeah. So I was like, you know, it's going to take so long to get back to where it, where it was. Cause when I was in high school, I would get up at five in the morning and practice three hours yeah. before I even went to school. Wow. You know, three hours a day, seven days a week. Um, from, I, from when I was in seventh grade until sometime in college. Those fuckers. Now, do you feel like you've mm-hmm. reattained that level of technical proficiency? I have. And okay. actually I'm, um, I, I say I'm better. I, I would even be better more if I could put actually more time in it. Right. Um, but I just can't, you know, I can't put the three hours yeah. a day, you know. Um, and I imagine the, the amount of work you do on your writing takes a lot of time. Yeah. So there's a, you've, you've got to, you've got to make hard decisions there. Right. 
Right. There's that. And also, too, um, when when I was in high school, there was so much pressure with the group of guys I hung out with that it wasn't good enough to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, to give you an idea, it's like, um, you know, people may know who, like, like you think of guitars, right? You think of um, Steve I, right? Yeah. A, mas- a master technician. It wasn't good enough to be as good as Steve I. You were only good enough. You were only a success if you could make Steve I look like dog shit standing next to you, which was something that was unrealistic. Yeah. yeah see, I don't get that. Some of my favorite guitarists and music- musicians, I don't think are technically that great. Like Neil right. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's sloppy. He makes mistakes. Or maybe that's just an illusion with how he processes his sound. I don't know, but like I've heard, like you said, I've heard like much better um, technical, um, technical players like Jeff Beck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like Neil Young is sloppy as fuck. He hits the wrong note sometimes. He sings out of tune, but like the amount of feeling that guy puts through, mm-hmm. right, is you know. Well, that's why celestial level shit. That's that's what makes like uh, Jimi Hendrix so great because yeah. Jimi Hendrix had both. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix was great technically, but he also had the feeling same thing with John Coltrane. John mm-hmm. Coltrane is. Oh, I a, love John Coltrane. He's a technical master, but he also has that feeling. Yeah. So, but anyway, so the thing was was like every time I sat down to practice when I was a kid, it was always setting myself up for failure. So I got to a point where I was really good, but then I couldn't break, I couldn't break through. Yeah. Now I just to the do, other side. Yeah, <laughs> break on through. Mm. Um, but now I just, since I'm more or less doing it for myself, I don't have that pressure, and I'm able to learn things a lot easier and a lot yeah. better than I could ever done all those years ago. That's so I've actually yeah. progressed more in a shorter amount of time than I did when I was a kid. Well, it shows in these songs. I'm amazed. Thank you. We'll you play this again? one. Well, oh, no, this is a different, different one. one. We can go into our lists while this plays. This is another one called the Crawdad song. Is this another public domain one? It is. All right. One of the best versions of this is uh, done by uh, the bluesman um, Big Bill Brunzi. B-R-O-O-N... Z E Y Z Y Big Bill Brunzi does a great version of this. I won't pretend like I know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was um he's a uh, um he was around the same time as Robert Johnson okay. and Sunhouse and all those guys. I don't know who that is. Mississippi right. John Hurt. We have a decision to make Stomping Jen. Yes. Do we want to oh, what was the decision? Oh, go into the list or go into um, reading poems. I say we jump into our lists, then we'll switch to reading a couple of poems. What do you think? Sounds good. Chanel? Yep. You down? I'm down. Okay. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I won't, because there's four of us. I won't spend a lot of time. Oh, thank God. How dare you? <laughs> All right. Okay. So the list here is list the projects you have been meaning to work on and finish. Okay? Got it. All right. Now, stop me if I begin commenting too much. By the way, audience, the glasses are on. Oh, the reading glasses, yes, because I cannot see without them. 
All right. Believe it or not, I have started a novel. Awesome. Uh, I have 40 pages done, Mm -hmm. but... That was years ago. That was two years ago. (laughs) I stopped. (laughs) That novel is called God's Dog, and I may never finish it. We'll see. But I'd like to finish it. I just can't find the time, and I keep getting distracted with other projects. But the story is stuck in my head. I cannot get it out. It plays like a movie, mm-hmm. like scenes from it. But I just I hate like sitting down to write it. And the last few times I've tried to sit down and write it, I've gotten really horrible migraines. And it's just, it's discouraging. It's what? Discouraging. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm tripping over my tongue. It's the Ashwin Overschwar. It's not. Um, How do you say it again? All right. Uh, the uh, all right. Auken I'm just going to go down the list. All right. Um, website for a new business I want to start so I can be self-employed. <laughs> Thanks, Stomping Jen, for your <laughs> incredulous snort of support. Um, Love. My uh, campaign website mm-hmm. for when I run for office. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, snort. Um, Wait, are you seriously thinking of running? For yeah, I am. He's been cool. seriously I am. Yep. considering this. Um, let's see, a new podcast. What new podcast? I have an idea. I don't want to reveal yeah, it here yet. I was going to say. This one, if I can get it together, will not require as much work as this one. Yeah, will it require a stomping gun? No, it won't, actually. Yeah. See, you're just looking for ways to get rid of me. No, I'm not. I don't want to replace this one with the new one. Uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. it's a different it's, an, it's, uh, it's a uh, supplement. A supplementary okay. podcast. Got it. Uh, let's see. I need to finish replacing the deck <laughs> next to our three-season porch so we can turn that into a four-season porch. Uh, we want to replace the garage refrigerator. Oh, that's true. Why didn't you yep. call that? We want to replace the basement oil tank. <laughs> Jeez, I'm I need to finish installing shelves in Ted's room. Uh-huh. I need to get some Viking beard ties. What? That's a project I'm working on. Viking I'm in the beard ties? Viking beard ties. I'm in the research phase right now. The research Do you buy them? You buy them, like on Amazon. Yeah. Like rope? They're like metal like things you can thread your beard through. My beard oh my is like have just like now long enough. Dreadlocks in his beard. Oh, they have different ones. Some of them are like little faces. My, my friend Sean might have those like they're they're like yeah i've seen these they're like dreadlocks yeah weird so i want to get i want to get some of those look look at that one oh uh oh you're gonna change oh the the skull one yeah that looks cool your old pal on the podcat ichabod showed up chanel oh there he is hi cookie okay um there's a, we have the we have, you have a you have the thing the commercial is happening oh sorry thanks we yeah, have a okay. um a brewing kit in the basement that I want to a beer kit that I want to brew oh my god that's so old and finally I don't think those grains are any not to steal anymore. Josh's thunder I want to write a song you want to write a song yeah that's on my list of projects I want to complete you want to write a song yep. I have a hard time writing songs I haven't like I can write instrumentals yeah. but it's weird i can write instrumentals and i can write poems but i can't write songs hmm. it, it just that's weird you mean like words for songs yeah yeah well it does the words, words and the melody and maybe we can do an elton john bernie toppin type of thing oh my okay. jesus <laughs> i'll be elton no no you'll have to be elton yeah because yeah. you're the um you're the musician yeah oh be closer tiny dancer oh that was nice <laughs> <laughs> you want to do another um 
I'm surprising tearing down the pool wasn't on your list. Oh my god! Oh, let's add that. I, we haven't <laughs> touched you, the pool in in weeks since tearing down. Living on hold tight. Oh no, that's not true. Somebody's. Oh yeah, some kid came over and swam in it <laughs> for like some five random yeah. kid. No, no, no. Kid you know? Yeah, kid we know. Kid yeah. we know. Chased her out with the hose. <laughs> Get out of here, you! <laughs> What's the All matter, right. you? That was I my list. Not for that was your list. Yeah, let's go to you, stomping Jen. Mine is very short. We're gonna it save has, the best for last. It has some of the same things, like Ted's room. Okay, so that's the thing I re- referenced. Uh, Space Unicorn. I started building a shelf that I bought from Ikea, and I screwed it up, and I ruined uh, the dowels, and I have left it sitting <laughs> for weeks. Finally, I contacted Ikea, and they're sending me a replacement Oh, dowels. that was nice of them. Yeah, it's going to take like six to eight weeks to oh. get the little stupid dowels. And I'm pretty sure that the cats have like absconded with some of the other hardware by now. Oh, yeah, they do take they stuff do. and run around with it. To build the yeah. cat shelter. So, uh, yeah, I'm not entirely clear if I actually have oh, all the parts still. So, anyways, that's an unfinished project. Okay, what's um, next? The spider room I also have on the list. That's Wait, our... what's the spider room? Sorry, it's a three-season porch. We, we, oh. we call it the spider room. Because it has a bunch of spiders in it. Because there's spiders in it. Uh, any art projects that I may have abandoned mm. in my wake since I've not done art in now a very long time. Um, I'd really like to clean up my office desk because there's so many papers in there that I don't need and I want to get rid of them. Okay. Um, and also some uh, financial paperwork for our home. Okay. That I'd like to... That's something you like to do? Uh, you have to do? No, it's like a reimbursement for our flex spending account. And um, the, the year ended and we have until a certain amount of time to file the rest of the... Okay, it's very boring. Okay, are you done with that? Okay, I'll put your mic back <laughs> up. Okay. Yeah. Preach. All right. Uh, let's go to Josh. Okay. Um, and my promise to save the best for last. That was a compliment, Chanel. Uh Now there's extreme pressure on me. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Do you want to go next? (laughs) No. Okay. Um, Well, I just, um, I mean, projects I'm dealing with is, or working on is, I have two ideas for books. Um, one, One book of poems I have is a series of homages and books of praise. Uh, my, fir- my first my huh. first bu- book, uh, Break Every String, uh, you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Plug away. Now, will there be any Sawtooth Frank homages or, or dedications, um, dedications the front of the book. in this in this book of homages? Uh, as of right now, no. But to your Viking beard. However, I am working on a tune called uh, uh, Sawtooth Boogie. So yes. I was actually okay. working on it before I, I came here. Um, but um, so my, my first book was kind of, it's um, like an autobiography or not an autobiography, but uh, a memoir uh, in verse, which it talked about, you know, when I grew up in Ohio and, mm-hmm. you know, things sucked. And um, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a book that's on the darker side and I, I wanted my next book to be, you know, in a, in a, let's say in a different key. So, um, you know, rather than, you know, being on the darker side, I wanted to be a book of praise, a book of, um, 
of celebrating uh, other artists, other writers that I've um, uh, admired over the years. So that's one book. And the second book is, um, I've, again, I've been writing more of uh, Japanese form. I've been studying Buddhism mm-hmm. um, and Zen, um, Zen Buddhism, um, and also what is called wabi-sabi, which is... Wabi-sabi. Yes, which is... Um, the perfection of imperfection? Yes. 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 Wabi-sabi. There's that. It's more of a, a way of being, way of seeing um, the world and... Um, so I have a lot of more cryptic, more small poems that are kind of in that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my second book. Um, but then I'm also playing with, you know, merging the two. So I don't know. So there's the two books and then there's um, working on songs and mm-hmm. practicing. And um, I want to learn, you know, I, I can, I tool around on the harmonica, but um I really want to learn how to play it. Um, I've also been tooling on the Native American flute. Oh. So um, um, I want to learn how to play that better and also, you know, just my other instruments. And I need to go see my mother in Ohio. <laughs> Aren't you going? You are going, right? Yeah, in, in, yeah, in September. So. And you're doing a reading out there, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. I feel like Yanni fucked up the flute. What? Yanni, remember him? Oh, yeah. The flute? What are you talking about? Was that Yanni? Was that Yanni? Yanni doesn't play an instrument. Who's the guy who plays? Kenny G Kenny plays the no, 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 no. There's a guy who plays the pan flute. The pan flute, yeah. Remember that guy? Darren Bader? No. <laughs> no, but it wasn't Yanni. Yanni was... Uh, it was not Yanni. He's a fucking guy's name. He was a name. piano player. You keep talking. John oh, Tesh? No no no. No, 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 no. no, but that's a, that new age. Yeah. He, he was looked a like Yanni. Pan flute guy. Pianist? Like Jethro Tull? I'll tell you in one second. Jethro Tull is one of my favorite Zamfir. Zamfir? Yeah, Zamfir. That's nothing like Yanni. Right here. This is Zamfir. <laughs> I'm showing yeah. a picture of Zamfir. Uh, oh, dear. He's know. in a yeah. cult for sure. Yeah, right? he's seriously. He's yeah. a cult leader. Yeah, you yeah. keep talking. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, my Jesus. Zamfir screwed up the flute for All me. All right. So you want to learn how cult. to play the, the Native American flute? Yes. Is that like the pan flute or is it different? It's Well, it's it's different. It's totally different. Yeah. Um, All right, here's some Zamfir. Oh my Jesus! No, we need to hear You're it. You're ruining Josh's list. Sorry, he wants to hear Zamfir. Yeah. No, I'm not sure he does. Oh my no. God, this sounds like you know that song. You've heard his hauntingly beautiful yeah. music <laughs> in movies. It's hauntingly beautiful. TV. He's sold over 20 million records. He's Zamfir. He sold 20 million records. Twisted Nerve. Oh, it's Zamfir. Twisted Nerve? You know what I'm talking about? No. On the Kill Bill soundtrack. He's master of the pan flute. Might be the Kill Bill. Actually, you want to play some R. Carlos Nagai. All right. Have we had enough of Zamfir? Yes. Twisted Nerve. Twisted Nerve by Bernard Herrmann. Play that just for quick. Hold on. You think I can find that? Yeah, I mean, Twisted. I have it. Do you want yeah. me to play it? No, I don't. All right, is it in YouTube? <laughs> it's on the fucking iTunes or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Apple Music, you mean? Oh, this is a disaster. Hold on. Oh, my God. I had it, like, pulled up. What's it called? Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus? What is the name of it? Oh, that's not... It's like somebody whistling. That's not a flute. Okay, All right. I'm going to stop. 
Okay, all right, Josh. All right, sorry. Well. We hijacked your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I mean, that's basically my list. You know, all my right. two books and just learning how to play different instruments and okay. working on tunes and that's it i think my only point was because of zamfir yeah you, just be careful that you're not i don't be a flautist yeah just be careful of the irony of doing flute music you might be zamfir next yeah you just want to be careful next All on right. the podcast it's zamfir <laughs> i gotta laugh yeah. that's more than i could say for you yeah, that was a pity laugh all right uh, chanel i think that was genuine uh-huh. Your turn. Uh, um, your lists, your pro your, sorry, your projects, your um things you want to finish. Yeah. The novel. Uh, and if you don't have any, that's okay too. No, no. The problem is I have many. Um <laughs> one thing I'm doing is applying to writing residencies. Uh so I would like to actually apply to writing residencies. Um so I can finish my novel. Um else i want to get rid of a lot of stuff oh that's a, always I a start fun thing to feeling like stuff. i have too much stuff um so i like to get rid of it although sometimes i go like really overboard and then i don't have any clothes left um what else um i think that might be it so wait what did i say writing residencies novel get rid of stuff get rid of a bunch of stuff yeah okay feels thanks you get a sound of approval, <laughs> and we gotta give we had to give Josh one too. We didn't give him one. I think we need to give you one now. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm neutral. I don't yeah. need praise. Yeah. No. 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 I don't do give, this for praise. We need to give you praise. Nope. No, I don't need any. Yeah. Fine. I'll give you <laughs> some. I'm gonna give you praise, Stompin' <laughs> Jen. All right. That was the list. That was the list. Good yeah. job, everyone. Woo-hoo. Good Let's give job. ourselves all a pat on the back. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Stomping Jen, for trying to motivate us. That's right. <laughs> you can do it. You can right. do it. Now, that's right. How are we going to do this? What um, are we doing Josh? next? We're going to oh, read our I poems. I want to go next. out in the garage and find it. I don't think you should. I know exactly where they are. Oh God! What, what? 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 Oh, you're gonna <laughs> She's leaving. Ta-da! Hold on. Yes. Make sure you didn't. If this thing comes unplugged, it all goes to shit. It's all right, yeah, make sure. I, I just okay. I just tripped on it. Yeah, don't trip on it. Thanks. No, oh, jeez. What? Okay. All right, I'm just gonna go check. check what? You two talk to each other, <laughs> uh, Josh and Chanel. Oh no. Yep. You're in charge of the podcast. I'm gonna sneak behind you. Okay. Real quick. Oh. You're good. You gotta make sure you uh, tell them about your. Uh, your uh, Whole food stories. Oh, yeah. I do oh, have a terrible Whole Foods story. You doing assholes who shops at Whole Foods? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do that while stomping? Jen is out. All right. Reason. It's more Searching. of a terrible story of things that happen. Right, hold foods. on. Hold on. Hold on. Whoops. Whoops. We have to wait for that to play. Mm. Sorry. I have the button set up wrong. I can't start, start and stop it. That was the news bumper. Stomping Jen hates it, so let's play it again. I think it's actually quite good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I spent an afternoon making that. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. We're going to do a segment of the assholes who shop at Whole Foods. 
That is stomping Jen. It's the assholes who shop at Whole Foods. Okay, Chanel. Okay. This tell is, your asshole story. This is more of a things that happen at home. I don't know. You'll you'll decide what it is. Okay. So I live in Brooklyn, New York, which is like peak assholes. Oh yeah. In general, but also people who shop at Whole Foods assholes. And my housemate and I go there basically every Sunday night. So we went to Whole Foods, and I was um, checking out. We're in the checkout line, and I realized that my credit card is gone. Oh, no. Um, Which is, like, kind of, I mean, this is, like, kind of my fault because I always keep things in my back pocket and I should keep them in a wallet like an adult, but I refuse. Anyway, so, yes, I'm a failure. Um, (laughs) So I went up to the account and I said, like, okay, I can't have my credit cards. My housemate got some money out. She's helping me. And um, then we get home and I realize my credit card is, like, gone, gone. It wasn't that I left it at home or it was in the car. It was, like, not Existing anywhere. Stolen by a scoundrel. And then my housemate says, you know, I did notice something a little weird about the person behind you in line. So I'll make this succinct. Um, The person behind me in line found my card that I had dropped on the floor at Whole Foods in Kiwanis, Brooklyn, and used it right after me. She didn't know that I was the, the person whose credit card she had stolen was in front of her. And this is all caught on like closed caption or whatever yeah. thing. So yeah, she spent one hundred and twenty nine dollars on my credit card um, at Whole Foods. Uh, yeah. So and, yeah. And keep in mind, this is the first time I've ever heard of this. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> story. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was handled. It was fine. Um, I got my money back. Everyone's fine. But uh, all right. Well, I'm giving yeah, that that person assholes. was an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Asshole. Total asshole. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was a good story. It's that was thunder, right? Maybe. Let's ignore it. There Hope our power doesn't go out. Window. All right. Thanks, Chanel, for sharing that. You are welcome. It's my favorite segment to do. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, and I love shopping at Whole Foods, too. Let's just be clear. Mm-hmm. All right. It's poetry time. Poetry. Who should go first? You. Me. All right. I have two poems. (laughs) Now, I was going to read the very first poem I've ever read. That you ever read? I might need some coaching here. Or that you ever wrote. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wrote. Sorry. I don't know how to read a poem and not sound like a jerk. Just read it. poet voice? Yeah. How do I avoid the poet voice? I think you should just lean the fuck into it. Well, you just read it like as if you were talking as best as you can. All right, you guys, now help me if I'm... Um, hmm, where, did, where did it go? Oh, it's missing. Oh my God. How are you going to help you, like, throw rocks at you? I know, right? Oh, here it is. <laughs> and I found it in, like, two seconds. Now, interestingly enough... Oh, my God. This is the first poem I wrote and read at the Poetry Society. This is the poem that made Stomping Jen fall in love with me and notice me. What? I don't know if that's true. I think it was your hair. All right, now. I think it was your hair. A preface. The book I wrote, the the first book of poetry I wrote is a concept book of poetry. It's called Searching for the Purple Frog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is kind of a poetic journey through my life from conception to... um, 
identity death. Let's put it that way. Now I'm going to read this. Okay, we ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Yes. Is this before or <laughs> after the purchase of corduroy pants? Oh my God. Uh, after. 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 The Got corduroy pants gave him all his poetic it's power. <laughs> yes. All right, so it's called Basic Training, Summer of 1992. Now, I was in the Army. And these are my reflections on being in basic training in the summer of 1992. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I'm going to try to read this without sounding like a douche. Okay. <clears throat> all right. The Missouri Sun, I was in Missouri. Oh, sorry. See, I have a, the desire to comment on everything I'm reading. Yeah, just read it. Okay. Oh, my God. The Missouri Sun, a drum, mm. pounded time on our heads, bald flowers in the blazing heat. Some of us wilted, most stood tall, turning toward the light. In defiance of failure's sickly sweet voice, beads of sweat hung on our necks, Salty jewels for kings of conformity. Crowns of Kevlar for each sunburned head. Making us all equally worthless to our shouting tormentors. Pig skin coffins for my feet, one size too small. White hot numbness, bees inside my toes, stinging aching bones. Trench foot flesh peels, rotting skin, held together by olive green socks. Most of us changed, becoming, harder, tanned, fierce, loving the battle cry. Blood, blood, blood! (laughs) (laughs) How did the transformation to killer from boy come so easily? Rifles with names replace the faces. You can't remember, now only ghosts. Aim center mass for the plastic heart. Headshots are just as good. Nights are lonely, so you fold. Your clothes shine your boots, stopping at the reflection of a stranger. Who is this shoe polish phantom? Sleep comes quickly, always dreamless. Float into darkness on gunpowder airfoils. Too damn tired for unconscious self-reflection. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Am I supposed to say the end? So there it is. That is the poem that attracted Stomping Jen's attention and got her infatuated with me. I'm trying to find the... Now, was that the first poem you wrote wrote or read? Uh, I think it was probably... I wrote some poems in high school. I know that for sure. And I have those notebooks somewhere. But that was the first one Like I sat down and really said, okay, this is a poem Mm -hmm. that I want to go and read in front of people. That was it. I can tell you. Uh Uh-huh. Go on. Uh I have like all these things. You're just going to have to pick one stomping Jen. No, 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 no. I know which one I want to read, but I will say, uh, I just want to point out to the audience that cannot see this, that this is all printed out on a dot matrix printer. Yes. (laughs) The kind with the two tracks on the side that you tear off. Um, and I know I have books, like actual like journals, but this was the first thing I found and I'm trying to have the poem I referenced. That is what I'm trying to. All right. Do we want to go to go to somebody else? All right, well, I think it's gonna. We're gonna go to Josh. Okay. All right. Now, let's give him our attention, Stomping Jen. I am. Okay. Um, I'm almost at the end. Our oral, our oral attention. I don't see the the jeans one. So give him some I oral attention, please. Some oral attention. Dirty. Get your head out of the gutter. I meant A U R A L. Oral. Oral. Not oral. Like. All right. Yep. All right. 
Let's pay attention, please. All right, whenever you're ready, sir. All right. Well, this is a newer poem. Um, This is not from my book. But when I was selecting poems, I thought of, uh, you know, being a fan of the podcast and listening to it for uh, all the time that it's been on, um, I thought uh, Sawtooth would uh, highly appreciate the theme of this poem. Oh, thank you. So the title is, This is Where You Are and This is How You Got Here. Outside a cafe, uh, I'm sorry, outside at a cafe table that's too small and too wobbly, but in the shade and near a window where I can keep an eye on whoever slips in and out of the unisex bathroom. So when I need to go, I'll know if it's occupied and won't have to worry about surprising someone who'd be in no mood for surprises. Because even when you knock, knock and wait, the person behind the door doesn't always answer, or sometimes with dishes clanking and people shouting over the jazz that splatters from speakers, you can't hear the person's nervous reply. And you creak the door, and there they are, with elbows on their knees. And it's here, the moment you can never take back. The moment where a poet may announce that they've wasted their life. But why contemplate such matters? All one can do is turn away and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. I am. That was good. Oh, I you. I, now, I was picturing in my mind from the beginning... Starbucks in Northampton, the wobbly tables there that look at their two um, um, what genderless bathrooms. Yeah, it could be there. In my mind, that's what I—that's where I was picturing. It was actually at the book mill. Okay, but in Montague, the Montague book mill. Yes. Thank you for reading that. Yeah. All joking aside, I—I I feel honored that you came on here and read one of your poems. Thank I, you. I appreciate that very much. Stomping Jen. Yes. It's your time. It's my time. It's your moment <coughs> to read a poem. So, uh, do you want a short short one? Short, please. Long? Short. Absolutely short. Because the one I'm going to read is two pages. I thought you just read one. I have another one. All right, then I'm going to read the longer one. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No, I like this one The better. time must be dedicated like, to me. There's like, okay, so this is so lame, so... Why are you reading it if it's lame? No, this is something different. Anyways, okay. Okay. I'm going to read this one. It's called The Answer. The Answer. And I haven't looked at this in like God knows how long. So You don't have to qualify. And I just found it in in the garage. Okay. I'm just pointing all that out. What is the question? In the sweet setting of the sun. Okay. You took me on a dirt-filled road. Against a tree on a leather jacket, perhaps it was my fault for turning on the switch, but it didn't have to be like that. A kiss here, a touch there. God knows how much I wanted you 15 minutes ago. But then the walk and then the talk where you hummed along like a marionette. Did my barrage of questions interest you? Do my words hurt you? But you, hard and ready with anticipation in the air, 
The words I spoke had no effect. Did you care that all I needed then were answers? Pungent stench of rain, the clean feeling of a spring day, but I forgot it's winter. Breathing you in with the cool, cool rain. Did you even notice there that it was me there beneath the tree <laughs> under the setting of the sun? There, I'm finished. Are you done? I'm not done. <laughs> Holding hands along our road to nowhere. What's to come in another day? Or will there be another tree or another me on a dirt-filled road beneath the setting of the sun? Oh, look, I have a date when I wrote it. I have a feeling this is not about me. It's not about you. How dare you? (laughs) This is an insult. March 16th, 1994. My God. How could you come on here and read a poem about fucking your ex against a tree on my podcast? Or narrator reading a poem. Yeah. It was not necessarily her. How dare you? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) 1994. Oh boy! Isn't that crazy? Yeah! Wow! Yeah! Did you really get fucked up against a tree? Uh, Let's not talk about (laughs) things that other people might be listening to. Speaking of betrayal, this is fictional, right? (laughs) Do you know one of the first things that you ever said to to me about Josh? (laughs) No, what did I say? You said you need to watch out for that kid because he would kill you for five dollars. <laughs> well, that's because right. he told me he that would was slit the your running joke no. in college. That's because he told me he would slit your throat and throw you in he a washing did. machine for five dollars. <laughs> you don't remember that? Oh, yeah, he yeah, did. Funny. I think he. No, I think the way. All right, I think the way Josh framed it, to be fair, was like back in Sandusky, I would have slit your throat and dumped you in a washing machine for five dollars. <laughs> Is that does that sound right? That's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 So I am absolutely. I, I, in hold on. It's true. I felt obliged to pass that information on to you. I know Chanel. you were looking out for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just love that I was so organized back about my poetry. Well, let's get back to this poem and who this is about. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. I feel like this was an, an act of hostile, um, passive aggressiveness. Look, I used to make my A's with that silly little like thing. So um, I will say that the reason I got into poetry yeah. was because of this relationship I had in high school. <laughs> and then I met you and I stopped writing poetry. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the cold wind. Yeah. It's a true story. Wow. True story, bro. I just fucking dumped a cold bucket of ice water on your heart, huh? <laughs> no, it's my. I, I felt where did I go wrong and re, and requited. Where, where I, did I, no I go wrong? Felt unrequited. Did I not fuck you against enough trees? <laughs> oh my God, we have trees <laughs> in the backyard. Trees. All right, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's. This is a family show. <laughs> is that <laughs> the problem? Family show. We have a what? wood. We have a wood pile in the yard. What? You want to um. <laughs> okay let me also be clear this is uncomfortable con- <laughs> all right okay all right let's move along to this podcast I, i'm gonna read one last poem oh you're gonna read another poem yeah this is from my Did s- chanel po- oh do you have, have anything no, i know you I didn't bring a poem i did not okay. bring a poem this is from my <laughs> do you want one of my poems? can, can you I read your essay on free bleeding <laughs> this is from my second book of poems called monolith vendors and it is the title poem the title the title poem it's called monolith yes now it's two pages bear with me i'm going to try to go through this fast did we mention that sawtooth likes the sound of his own i love it now listen (laughs) okay monolith vendors there was a knock on the door 
of its modest bungalow. Not expecting company, the beard said, Who is it? There was a very long pause before the reply. Somos los amigos de Fidel Castro. Señor Castro está muerto. We are the friends of Fidel. Mr. Castro is dead. Castro's beard had been dreading this day. Saying nothing, the beard went to its bedroom to pack. The men on the porch waited. Mourners marched by the glass coffin of Señor Fidel. Many were silent. Some said long prayers. Castro's beard watched them from its perch on the dead president's chin. One old woman addressed the beard directly. I'm so glad you're home, she said, wiping away tears. You belong here, on the face of our leader. Deep down inside, Castro's beard was certain the old woman was right. May I ask you a question, said the beard. Blowing her nose, the old woman nodded. Did Fidel ever forget me? Did he hate me for failing? Never, the woman told him. He loved you for trying. The end. end? (laughs) Is that really the The end? end? Yeah. You said it was like two pages. I thought it was. Somehow Hmm. I printed two pages. It could be two. Oh, you know what? I read the second part of the poem (laughs) first. (laughs) Oh, there was a whole... Part. That's okay. okay. We don't need no, we're going to read the prequel. Oh, Ready? <laughs> Why did I say Part anything? two, the prequel. This is like George Lucas's poem about <laughs> Castro's beard. Okay. All right. Castro's beard was captured in Little Havana, trying to start a revolution. Manuel, the barber on Red Street, no friend of Fidel's, swept it up with his broom and called the FBI. Interrogation proved useless against Castro's infiltrating beard. Torture, truth serum, offers of amnesty, none of them worked. Following months of high-level risk assessment, Castro's beard was released and issued a visa. Revolution in the United States was unlikely. Finding work was not difficult. The beard was hired to write for a socialist rag, La Revolucion. Castro's beard was determined. Having lived in Cuba on a dictator's face, the beard wrote the best articles on socialism anyone had ever seen. Castro's beard worked its way to the top, from selling ad copy to editor-in-chief. Life was good for the transplanted ideologue. The beard bought a car and a place of its own. None of it belonged to Cuba. Castro's beard was happy. Many years later one evening, Castro's beard was watching television eating dinner at home in Little Havana. There was a knock on the door of its modest bungalow. Not expecting company, the beard said, Who is it? (laughs) There was a very long pause before the reply. Somos los amigos de Fidel Castro. All right, we got it. Señor Castro es muerto. We are the friends of Fidel. Mr. Castro is dead. Castro's okay. beard had been dreading this day. Oh Saying God. nothing, the beard went to its bedroom to pack. <laughs> the men on the porch waited. You don't have any poems about sex. Mourners marched by the glass coffin of Senor Fidel. <laughs> Many were silent. Some said long prayers. Castro's beard watched them from its perch oh, on the geez. dead president's chin. So One old woman was... <laughs> addressed the beard directly. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're home. I'm so glad that she we're said, reunited. wiping away tears. 
you belong here. Oh my god. On the face of our leader. Don't. Deep don't, down inside, Castro's don't. beard was certain the old woman was right. May I ask you a question? Said the beard. Blowing her nose, the old like woman nodded. <laughs> Did Fidel ever forget me? Did he hate me for failing? Never, said the woman. He loved you for trying. The end. The Again. End. <laughs> it's better twice. It's better uh, twice. You should read the uh, poems of Russell Edson. I think you would really dig them. Russell Edson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would dig them. <laughs> Did you write that down? I didn't. Will you write it down? Russell I lost Edson. my pencil. There we go. Russell Edson. Okay. So that was the title poem from my second book of poems. I do have poems about sex, by the way. No, you don't. Oh, I really do. thought that was a poem about sex. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> All right. Enough, All right. Po- <laughs> enough poetry for tonight. All right. What else is on there? Um, <laughs> wait, hold How on. How are we entertaining you're shutting down. You're shutting Josh down. Maybe he wanted to read one oh, more sorry. poem. I do. How dare you? Oh, sorry. Stomping sorry. Jen. You're sorry. getting muted. It's only because you read your poem like three times. <laughs> Um, this poem is actually from my book, um, but it kind of ties a lot of other things together. It ties in the whole music thing. Um, it actually ties up the, uh, our old college days. Um, this is a reference, there's a reference to, uh, Amherst and, um, um, I, you know, I have, I'm sure it hasn't changed much, but you know, when we were all in college back in the nineties, you know, uh, Pleasant Street, you know, on Saturday night, you know, everyone was in the bars and all that. Oh, yeah. So, uh... I just want to say stomping Jen, no laughing, no interrupting. You were very rude. You were you. very rude when I read my poem. I only do that to you. <laughs> so, anyways, this is called, and this is a very old poem, but um, it's called Air Guitar. Okay. Out of all my instruments, the most prized, the one I allow no one to touch, the color of sunlight and atmosphere, and when tilted the right way, as if you were going to play it like a violin, the faint hint of turquoise. I perform best with the blinds drawn and the lights turned off, the electric lime of the Pioneer reverberation stereo receiver, is enough to keep bare toes from jabbing into table legs, knuckles cracking against door jams while windmilling. After work, after I've uncorked the bottle, the wine granting my first wish, I slide under the strap and unravel my fingers on Wes Montgomery licks. It's well past midnight when I staccato through the house, chugging on hell's bells as I rock on my heels, balancing on flame tips. And it's long after the bars on Pleasant Street have closed, the sidewalks overflowing with feedback and faces bent out of tune, that I play along with the song they're humming, the one about home and how it's a quarter tone, somewhere between C and C sharp, and how we remarkably find the right key. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like quarter tones. Sliding under your strap. I like that one. That's good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's good uh, that that's is good. the greatest compliment that sawtooth can give you the ta-da button that's ta-da. It. i'll take it thank you josh mm-hmm. that was joshua michael stewart find him on amazon 
Yep, buy his book on Amazon. Leveler's Press. Joshuamichaelstewart.com. An imprint of Hedgerow. Yep, joshuamichaelstewart.com. Available at Collective Copies. Yep. And Amazon. Yep. Good shit. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, hand me my outline, please. What do you have? It's next to you, Jennifer. I mean, stomping Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think anyone will figure out who you are? (laughs) I said Jennifer without the stomping. (laughs) Oh, I hate my name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love your name. Thank you. I love you. Aww. Even I though I never had sex against a tree. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Thank you. You're just going to like negate that, all the other myriad of times that we've... Oh, oh, Thank you for putting that memory into my... That, <laughs> I, that, that image into my head. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Was your previous boyfriend Fonzie? <laughs> what? You said something about a leather jacket. Yeah. And like boots. I think they were probably mine. <laughs> it wasn't Fonzie? No. Okay. My pre-sawtooth memory of you is like minuscule. Well, because it was not very long. <laughs> right. I mean, because you wait, you were a year behind me. No, we were the same year. I started in 96. Right. I started in 95. Five. Right. right. Oh, God. Right. You're like six months older than me or something. Yeah. Maybe. No, you're not. You might be older That's than me. That's a huge I'm not old. No, no, you're definitely older than me. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. I did meet Chanel for a couple of months before I met you. That's okay. <laughs> Just like you were banging guys against trees oh, before you knew Jesus. me. Oh, my God. You had other friends before <laughs> you knew me. It seems like such a lifetime ago. It does seem like a lifetime. Yeah, do we need to play it the was. disclaimer again? <laughs> <laughs> It's a family show. People. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> a Manson family. Family show. show. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to move into the very last section of the podcast. This could be short. It's about how we're entertaining ourselves. And listen, before we talk about this other Having shit, sex against the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to. I've got to. No, I have got to. It's going to be like his new. It's like going to be his new mission in life. I to have sex against a tree. <laughs> Come on, let's go. The kids are still gone for like another two. Oh, weeks. I'll, I'll cut a fucking tree down to make that happen if we need to. Trust me. Uh. Right, I've got to credit um, our friend Josh here. He posted something on Facebook today about a song. Oh yeah. And I listened to this song oh, by this song. guy. Did you listen to I it? I tried to listen. You motherfucker. <laughs> what do you mean you tried to listen to it? I'm I want to. Pl- I want to play this just I'm a little sorry. bit. Sorry. I've listened to it's about amazing. ten of this guy's songs today. I only listened to. He is thirty. He is one of the most amazing lyricists I've ever heard. Yeah. Does he write his own original? Yeah, I'm gonna play this. This is by John Moreland. It's called "Hang Me in the Tulsa County Stars." Now just that's get... not it. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, it is. It is. This is the studio version. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It's not the YouTube version. It. it yeah. It had that oh, little there. intro. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so beautiful. It reminds me a little of um. Sturgill Simpson. Sounds like Steve Earle. Do you know yeah. Sturgill Simpson? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds and Steve Earle and Sturgill Simpson like, like mashed together. Do you know Justin Towns Earl? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I love Justin Towns Earl. I love this. Well, hang me in the Tulsa County stores. It definitely sounds like something I've heard before. Tulsa County stores. Definitely is a Steve Earle vibe. Yeah. But the lyrics are the thing. 
Tulsa County stars well, I don't want to come back down to earth I don't either Oh, I don't want to come back down to earth My heart is going heavy from the ever endless earth So I don't want to come back down to earth You don't like this, Stumpy? What? Sorry. You don't like this? Babe, I know This life will make you cold It's not industrial enough yeah, reveal yourself to be the heartless monster you are. Tell us how you feel about this song. Sorry. We got to see this guy in concert. So, like, these are the types of things that I need to listen to, like, in a car when I'm driving. Yeah. Like, you got li- to listen to the words. It has to be connected to something. I'm not very good with lyrics. I want to learn exactly who you are. I want to learn who you are, Stumpy Jane. hang me in the Tulsa County store. Fuck me against a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Maple or birch or oak. I don't really care. This ain't no joke. Let me fuck you against a tree. See, you could be John Moreland. Yeah. See, now you just need Josh <laughs> to play some, yeah. some banjo. And you just sing. Find me in the Indian nation sky. It's oh, damn it. Like you don't like this guy? You gotta see, did you watch the video? Alright, fine. Anyways, this is what I spent a lot of my day listening to, this guy. <laughs> what time did you post that this morning? <laughs> Early, actually. Set ablaze the secrets I conceal? Set ablaze the secrets we conceal. God damn it. This is amazing. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for posting this. You've changed his life. The wolves outside your door? It's about the threats we all face in the world. You know Sturgill Simpson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Sturgill Simpson. So do I, yeah. Yeah, He's awesome. He's amazing. All right. I just wanted to play this. There's that one song he has, uh, What Are You Listening To? I may not know that one. It's good. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's awesome. He, he, wait, wait, to make sure we're talking about the same dude, he's the, he has that song called "The uh, Simple Life." Yes. Yes. Yeah. He has a tune called uh, "What Are You Listening To?" Okay. It's fantastic. He has a really good story. He was um, he was a a train yard engineer, like just diverted traffic coming in and out of a train yard Mm -hmm. like for shipping and stuff and like he would you know just play around his house um apparently and one day his wife was like you're just too good to be doing this like train yard stuff you just need to quit your job and go out and play Mm -hmm. that's what he did Mm -hmm. and he you know became Sturgill Simpson isn't a similar thing happened to Garth Brooks is that really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Garth, Garth Brooks was just what a factory player. I have a whole Sturgill Simpson playlist. Let's see. Wait, what are you talking about? Let's see if I have this it. The song is called um, What Are You Listening To? Let's see if I have see it, it here. He only has like three albums. You know, maybe it's maybe it's a different guy. Maybe it's a different guy. Hmm. Oh, maybe it's here. Here's my favorite Sturgill Simpson song. Play in blue. It's the cover. I'd give anything to go back Days I was young I like this song It's good Which song is it? It makes me cry back to home. 
Oh, I might be boat. thinking of someone else. Yeah, I think you're thinking of someone I'll else. I'll sit down on the lake this bed. is good. It's really good. Stare at the sun. This guy sounds like my granddaddy. <laughs> cleanse my soul. What song is this? My days Pan- up on it's called Pan Bowl. Which album is it on? Wild as a rattlesnake, right from the start. That a modern sounds. Yeah, I love that line. I'd push on the stand. Play in blue. Even though it's a cover. All right, I'll play it in a second. This is short. She was oh. the first girl ever broke my heart. See, I, I bet. Maybe it's because I've heard it more. Not to like discount Jonathan Harlan. All the sorrow it has brung. I'd give anything to go All the way back to Panbow All the way back to the days when I was young I think that's a town Spend my summers hearing stories About the one that got away You don't want to do karaoke, but we can do it on the podcast Every 4th of July It's awesome. This is the line that kills me. When he dies, only time I ever seen cry. When his uncle died was the only time Every he saw his grandfather cry. My this is what he looks like. Where's he from? I don't know anything about it. Where's good he mustache. from? Where is he from? I bet you he's from Kentucky. Uh, formerly the leader of Sunday Valley. That line kills me. My um, uh, like, uh, my great granddad Elijah was a coal mining man. Not a tooth in his head, but his eyes held the sea. He's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I yeah. told you he was from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Play in bloom. In bloom. Yeah. All right. So this is a cover. Wait, wait, wait. What's the song? In bloom. It's the Nirvana song. It's Nirvana. Really? <laughs> it's so good. Like you wouldn't like. This is what. Have you heard uh, Paul Ankin's version of "Smells Like Teen Spirit"? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a big band swing version of really? "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah. This is Sturgill Simpson in Bloom. This is like amazing. So Sturgill Simpson did a um, a three hour interview with Joe Rogan. Yeah. On the Joe Rogan podcast, it's really Spring. good. If you I'll just like, to to if you're interested in music and musicians, it's worth listening to. Yeah, because they they go really deep into like the creative process and like music writing and all that stuff. Oh, the promise. That's the other one he does. That's what led me to him. Yeah, you and turned then, me on to him. That's right. <laughs> Let's just be clear. <laughs> and then he was on. Then I heard him on Joe Rogan. I don't know what but what's interesting about him too is he he released this album that turned the country world on its head because he's a big proponent of psychedelics, like using um, <laughs> mushrooms and uh, high doses of LSD, marijuana, and also mm-hmm. using LSD to kind of break free. Um, he's free bleeding. Break down the ego. <laughs> he has this whole song about destroying the ego that I love. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, you want to listen to this real quick? Wait, just let him do the... Okay. The, the, he knows what I'm talking about. Okay, we'll listen. This is good, though. And He's a 
loves all our pretty songs and he likes to sing along. But he started out as like a very traditional country guy yeah. and he started getting into psychedelics. Someone. Is this the part? When he like really gets into it. Is that it? I think that was no, it. No, it's like the damn the red and blue. Alright, we're gonna play this one called Turtles All uh, the Way Down. This will okay. be the last one. Uh, it's coming up. Country music. It's the only kind of country music I like, by the way. Like what is the kind only of, kind? This kind of country. Like I don't I've like like pop Jesus country. You like the outlaws. Like Dolly Parton and like Cinda yeah. Williams. And oh, it's this one. Sorry. <laughs> Just let go. It's referring to the ego. Listen to the opening line. Rebleeding his ego. Woke up today, decided to kill my ego. <laughs> Woke up today, decided to kill my ego. <laughs> he just said the same thing. <laughs> it never done me no good, no Never done me no uh, good, no how. Oh, boy. Back to blast off to Should play the promise now. In them flowers of life Far away from Here and now <laughs> Alright, Bill Taking a 49 Divine day vacation This is about DMT, actually From reality A what? DMT? Yeah Gonna transmigrate What is that? To my destination Dimethyltryptyline It's a one of the strongest psychedelics on earth. Oh my God. Yeah. Turn dream. Am I dreaming? Am I dying? All right. Am I dreaming? Got it. Am I dying? It's about killing your ego. <laughs> kill it. All of you, God damn it, kill your egos. Oh, it feels so good. Just can't help but cry. Just can't help but cry. This was not in the karaoke book. So, so. You have to let go so the right. soul may fall. All, All right. right. Is that the, enough? Put the promise on and then uh, that's it. And that's it? That's it. This may be the longest podcast we've done. <laughs> I knew we could do it. Yeah. How long was the other one? This is, we're only at 201. Oh, God. Really? Wow. I could check. Hold on. Let's see. We've got to beat it. Come on. We, Old friends have got to beat the last one. I am perfectly content talking for another hour. So. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm completely content for drinking for another hour. So. All right. So the last one was two, two hours, hours and two minutes. Two minutes. We've, right. we've already beat it. We right, beat cool. it. So this is all just gravy, babies. Just don't miss the break. <laughs> do the doohickey. Oh. I knew we could do it. High five. Woo! <laughs> High five. You got, hey, don't, don't, don't leave me hanging. hanging. Come on, Woo! Stomping Jen. All right. Our longest podcast okay. yet. It's coming up. Yeah, so it's don't it's apropos Wait, that it was. Who wrote The Promise? This is like this an is Sturgill Simpson. Remember, like we have to critique and analyze to right. be able to play Ready? this. Ready? Gonna, he's going to do the thing. Okay, we're listening. It's I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of the red words. Oh, When in Rome is the original. Um that's it's like oh. literally from the 80s it's in the oh, napoleon it's, dynamite yeah it's the promise that you like mm-hmm. yeah when he like really sings yeah it's a beautiful song i promised you i will um yeah but that that john Morland man it did something to me today awesome yeah 
and so turn you on to some other things. <laughs> this guy is awesome. You and know what to do. <laughs> Look at me when you sing. Pretend, pretend you're against a tree. You know? be there. Can I get my mic behind yours somehow? Is that possible? When I shout. It's not what's intended. It's not what is intended. This is what everybody wants to hear. Alright, it's coming up soon. Alright. I love this song though. So, oh yeah. It's just the build up. I'm sorry, but I'm just thinking of the right words. Stopping Janice got full karaoke. If you wait around while well, I'll make you me. I promise you. I promise you. I'll fuck you against a tree. Unbelievable. <laughs> what? I cannot believe you read that. I should read something else? That's like a fucking tree branch right through my heart. Right? Oh, boy. It's okay. It's I okay. promise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I did a lot of heavy petting before I met you. <laughs> If you yeah. wait around while well, I'll make you fall for me on a tree. <laughs> Alright, it's job. coming, it's coming. Here okay, it goes. you ready? Alright, here it comes. We love this part. I'm sorry when I'm thinking of right words to say. I know they don't sound way. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I knew he was from Kentucky. Just the second I heard, no, yeah. seriously, no, seriously, the yeah. second I heard his voice, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like my entire side of my mother's family. Is mm-hmm. voice. Oh, is your mom's family from Kentucky? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom was born in Maysville. Have you been down there to visit? I, or I haven't been in Kentucky in like 30 years. Oh, okay. But my my great grandfather, um, he, he's he's a um, He's a strange dude. <laughs> well, first of all, he was a murderer. He's a yeah. You know he was. Um, he did, did he, he go to jail? No, no. What he did was he was poaching. This is first of all. This is like back in the 1920s. This is my great great grandfather. Uh, he was he lived in Ohio. He lived in uh, I'm sorry. He lived in Kentucky. He was um, in Maysville which is northern Kentucky, right on the Ohio River. And he crossed the bridge into Aberdeen, Manchester, that area, which is southern Ohio. He was poaching. Okay. He got caught by a game warden. He didn't feel like going to jail that day, so he just raised his rifle and blew the 
Oh my God! Blew his brains out, and uh, he he threw the body in a abandoned well, and he put. For, for, I don't know why he did this, but a, this is family lore that he put the um, <laughs> false. The guy had false teeth, and he put the false teeth in a stump. So I don't know why. But then, like twenty years later, he bought the land. Oh, that he did this on, and then he was a tobacco farmer during you know the depression. Right. So that. nobody could. F- get on there and find the body right so um but yeah he um um there were there uh, there were other stories where he 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 was he was more like my brother not like me um my my he was the type of guy he was small um you know, scrawny, but he would pull a gun out on anybody for any oh, reason. Wait, Jesus. refer back to kill you for five dollars. Though I would say that my but my brother he actually would. But yeah. I remember my grandmother. <laughs> they were dirt poor, like your stereotypical dirt poor uh, farmers in Appalachia in the 1930s. Yeah. And I remember my grandmother saying that. Every once in a great while that this guy would drive to the farm in a very nice car and he would ask um, for, he, he would, he would, they would see him coming down the road and the gra- my great, great grandfather would hide in like a closet and would yeah. say, whatever you do, don't <laughs> let him in. Jesus. So, yeah. um, and this guy would call, that- come and ask for um, Linus, Linus Wagner. He was and, the guy he murdered. No, 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 no. Uh, Linus Wagner was my well. See again, that's all weird too because my grandfather, my great grandfather, was Linus Wagner. But we found out years later that that, that was that was name. never his name. <laughs> he appropriated. Yeah, his name. he 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 <laughs> just used that. But then this this guy would ask for him, and my grandmother would say, "No, he's not here." And the guy would just kind of be like, "All right." I'll just just let him know that um, certain I don't remember the name you know Mister someone someone stopped by and is yeah. looking for him, and he would never say who this guy was or why he was ever hiding from him. So, and I don't honestly I don't did you read Hillbilly Elegy? I did. Yeah, and I don't know that like modern Kentucky is that much different. Like it, it, I mean, in, at least in Appalachia, right? Like in the deep. Appalachia, where poverty still is like really well. Th- th- this is what I'll say because yeah. I know there's a lot of um, that guy got a lot of slack for that book. Yeah, um, like in terms of people accused him of exaggerating or something, or um, kind of like being one sided okay. and stuff. Um, yeah, I know some people who who live there now. There's um, this writer. Her name is Misty Skaggs. And, no, I've heard um, of her, and she's she's a friend of mine on Facebook, and ah, she's that's, oh, that's where yeah, I've yeah. heard of her. Okay. She has a book coming out. She's she, a book coming out sorry. with Ohio University Press in yeah. okay this year. Okay, but she she's great and she's very progressive. And there's, is she like a sociologist or something? No, she, she's just she's just a writer who okay. lives in Kentucky. Um, so you know, again, I haven't been there since I think the last time I was there was 1998. Okay. And and really before that was like 1985. So what I can tell you is like my great, my great grandmother was still alive in 1985 and she still lived in a shack that didn't have indoor plumbing. Damn. Um, 
um, you know, there, you know, she still lived in a, uh, a shack that had, uh, you know, a tar paper, uh, roof. And, um, so, you know, I don't know how progressive it has been in the last 30 years, but as of 1985, it was still pretty damn poor. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people in this country don't know about that. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a problem all up and down the Appalachian mountain range in rural parts of this country. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is most of those communities, um, and you actually, you also see it here in new England. Um, not so much now, but 30 years ago, um, in Appalachia, the only economy really was the coal mines. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing you had. And then if the coal mines pulled out, then yeah. you had nothing, but you had you had things like that in um, in in New England as well. You yeah, know, with all the mill towns. As I say, if your town was lucky enough to be on a river, you know, maybe you had were able to spin up a a paper mill or, or a textile a mill, mill yeah. or something. Yeah. And then if it pulled out, you mm -hmm. know, everyone was yeah uh, in trouble. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. So. Wow. I'm buying these books. Oh, <laughs> which books are you buying? Hillbilly Elegy? Yeah. It's a great, oh, it's an amazing read. Yeah, I mean, just take it out of the library. But I would say yeah. is, you know, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt, too. Yeah, I take it out of the it's library. It's just one guy's memoir. Yeah, that's where I got it from, yeah. I think. Oh, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people gave him slack, but at the same time, like, when I read it, it was like, I know these people. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's it, you know, it, I I think I think some of the criticism he got was a little unfair because, you know, they were like, well, not you know, there's there's other people who aren't like that, you know, in Appalachia. But he yeah. was saying, these are the people I was related to. These are the people I know, and yeah. you know, he wasn't. Um, uh, and you know, on my side of the fam my mother's side of family, like I know those people as well. Yeah, I mean, he just, I mean, his grandmother in that book he describes like is, she would pull out a gun and fucking shoot anyone. Like, <laughs> yeah, she like he recounts several incidences where she pulls out a gun, like on the police, mm -hmm. like on neighbors. Yeah, I mean, my brother was like that. Yeah. Oh. Um, did your brother live in Kentucky for a period, or was he always just in? No, Ohio. he was he was always in Ohio. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, is like I grew up in Northern Ohio, right? But Northern Ohio is unique because there was the Southern migration after World War II. Mm -hmm. So, um, you had um, you know, even though it's Northern Ohio, most of the people um in the area I was at were all from Kentucky, yep. and they tra traveled That's right. up. And he describes that in the book, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. and that's also why there's a lot of race racial tension there too, mm -hmm. because a lot of the um, um, you know black people came and and they're all fighting in the same you know trying to fight for the same jobs, you know. <laughs> it's not very interesting. Oh, Stomping Jen is just writing down the book she wants to read. Yeah, yeah, it's not very exciting. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to drive too far out here. In Western Mass to find, you know, tar paper shacks and areas of poverty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Go ahead, Stomping Jen. So Chanel and I were talking before the podcast yeah. started about something she's excited about. Let's hear it. Oh. What are you excited about? Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love Taylor we Swift. Love Taylor Swift in the. Does she have a new album coming out? Yeah, it's coming out um, August twenty third. Is it nineteen eighty five? It is not. That was two no, no, no. Sorry, that ago. the last uh, that album. Um, I love. I love nineteen eighty nine. Ninety nine is great. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Like almost every song on that, I love. Yeah. Ryan Adams did a cover oh, yeah, of that whole right. album. That's excellent. Fuck that guy. No, I want the real thing. Taylor no, Swift. I like both. They're both good. They're both good. Yeah. Is all I'm yeah. saying. I just can't. Do we know the name of the new album? The Lover. Oh. The Lover. All right, wait, no. It's Lover. The song that just came out is called The Archer. That's why I'm... Oh, is it... Can we, do you like lover. that song? Is it yeah, out? Yeah, it's okay. It reminds me of... um. Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Oh, Lover. I love which, that song. Which Sawtooth loves. Actually, so, Miles Davis actually did an awesome version of that song. Not that you should play it, but um, <laughs> we'll get massively sued. I think Tool, uh, oh, 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 Tool yeah. released a song today. Here's Archer. Oh, they did. Yes, it's eight and a half. We can criticize long. it. It's long. Oh, I immediately hear the time yeah, after time. Yeah, analog. I'm expecting it. It's Cindy Lauper is an amazing um, yeah, she's singer, amazing. and I'm so excited that um, Space Unicorn recently discovered Cindy Lauper somehow. Which that's is great. Really excited. Actually, that's not surprising. It's extremely sophisticated. I do like. She her. has this is good fashion style. True. This is Cindy Lauper esque. Yeah. yeah. A little less so right now, but at the very beginning. It's yeah. Like, really, yeah. The archer. What does she mean by that? The prey. She's been both. The hunter and the hunted. (laughs) Who could leave me and who could stay? I couldn't leave her. Here we go again. Here we go. Yep. You're spot on, Chanel. Yeah, it reminds me of that. The same harmonic changes. I want to get to the chorus. She's so good at bridges. Yes, she is. Oh, this is good. Her lyrics are good, too. Does she write her own songs? Or yeah, does yeah, somebody yeah. else yeah. write them? No, she does. Because Though, the same guy who wrote... Now I have to think about this. There's, like, one guy... Who who like in the last 10 15 years has written like the major hits yeah. of like yeah. Dr. Luke and like there's somebody the other Britney some other Spears guy. Yeah. yeah they wrote all the albums yeah. except you know who's who writes a lot um Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes yeah, she does. and she's a Springfield native and she's married to um some woman the chick from Roseanne Darlene whatever oh. her name is she's on the talk yeah yeah I, I know who you're talking about yeah this is good. Yeah. I love it. Alright, so August 23rd this comes out? Yep. How can we get tickets for a T Swift concert? Ugh. Right? Would you go? I, I we could take want Space Unicorn. Come on, we just use her an excuse. I just feel like I might have a panic attack in a no, crowd. You wouldn't. No, you'd be fine. No, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. <laughs> also, um, do it. I we're giving her. up our tickets to go see Jonas Brothers, I think. 
Because <laughs> I don't know if I can sit through a Jonas yeah. Brothers yeah. concert. Wait, how did Jonas you get Brothers. Jonas Brothers Ugh, We're not talking about it. Yeah, we can't talk about that. We can't talk we'll about it. We'll talk right about now. it off. They had the to kill someone to come oh, oh, yeah. my Jesus. This is great. I love T Swift. I'm waiting for the chorus, though. I think we this heard is not going to be one. I think it's kind of. I not think true. it was. Oh, yeah. I think it. Oh, was, I like that though. Yeah, it's not. I have this sense of anticipation. I'm no. waiting for the typical like bridge and chorus. It's not there. It's not there. No, it's very. Uh, it's called Lover, the album. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. What is the Tool song, Jen? Oh my God. Something about death. <laughs> it's like over eight minutes long. I don't <laughs> just tell me what it's called, it's, please. I don't know. It was on their Facebook oh page God. today, so I don't even know how they released it, how they pre released it. But um the name of the album is Fear Inoculum. Okay. Okay. So when are we gonna listen to some Cinderella? <laughs> um, oh we'll do you play. know he talks about this all the time. Oh look, the new tool oh, song. <gasps> I'm adding it to my library. It's called Tree Sex. You no. ready? <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 songs it's 37 minutes all right well long. let's listen to a little of it all right let's critique it so at first i was like i was really nervous i have to admit to listen to it because i was like oh my god i'm gonna hate it yeah, hold on 15 years some like nice like okay it doesn't have the typical pulsating age. tool bass it, it gets there though it does get there <laughs> <laughs> Who cannot be more excited for August 30th? I mean, come on. August is 30th is like all the shit's coming down. T-Swift, <gasps> Tool. No. T-Swift is before the Tool. 23rd. The 30th is not only the Tool album drops that day. All right, they need to get to the, the dark, fucking thing I, here. The Dark Crystal drops on the prequel Netflix. Some bongos. That's nice. Wow. Yeah, right? I, I love It's like going to be like, and I'm getting a test. Did you know? Day. It's got a little Peter Gabriel vibe here. Did you know yes. that? Yes. Before yes, I was a poet, before yes. I was a musician. Yes. When I was a kid, what I actually wanted to be was a puppeteer. Oh. Howard really? Stern did too. Really? He wanted to be a puppeteer. I never wanted to be a puppeteer. You know? know. Yeah. Nope. That's why I wanted I to be. I wanted to be a puppet. That's why I. Uh, <laughs> I, I you like, wanted to stick your. Love. No, I Dark wanted Crystal. to be the puppet. Dark Crystal. So first of all, my proudest mom moment is the fact that my children are as obsessed with the Dark Crystal as I am. Right? Wow. Yeah, it's they your do. proudest mom moment. No, I mean it's true though, right? Yeah. <laughs> do they both love it? Yeah. Never I mind the good grades and the social consciousness Isn't that and scary the empathy. Shit, no. The Dark Crystal. I'm thinking of something else. The Labyrinth? I mean, <laughs> we also did watch the oh. David Bowie. And we had a conversation about this in an earlier podcast I've about got David pee. Bowie's package. Right go, back. go ahead. Leave the tool. Sorry. It's I'm going on. We're going on two hours and 21 minutes. <laughs> We're never totally going to beat this one. It's totally fine. I'm having a great time drinking the Aschwatzenwazen. What is the name of this? Aschwatzenwazen. Oh boy. So yeah, August 30th is gonna be a day for me. Did this whole box. Yeah. Akintashin. Oh, it's so Oh my gosh. So besides T Swift, what else do you listen to? I mean, obviously it's not this amazing toolness. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an acquired taste, I have to admit. 
I mean, I love him so much. His voice just Wait, gets is it him or a Maynard? Band? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Maynard. Maynard's voice just gets me. Going on two hours? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I'm Where listening to Maynard's, like, angelic voice. Is he singing yet? Yeah, he's singing. Yeah. It's, like, literally... Oh, there's the, the same bass that we hear on every Tool song. It is kind of the same. But it's okay. I'm let's really listen. worried that the album's going to stop. Well, let's just listen for a second. I do love him so much. I like the fuzzy guitars. We have to do, like, a whole um, podcast on we can. Fuzzy Fire. On just Fuzzy Fire. All right. At, like, a later date. Not tonight, obviously. Alright, this is good. It's good. It's like classic tool. It's good. It appeases the masses. I'm curious about the other nine yeah. tracks on the album. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean All I have to say Say it. Is if they tour, okay. I will buy the tickets. I don't care if they're a thousand dollars. I literally don't care. I'm going. Of course. You heard it here. I can't even tell you. Oh, well, I think the last concert I went to was Richard Schindel. Oh, yeah. Richard Schindel. Hazel's House? Know who yeah. Richard Schindel Yeah, I love so, Richard Schindel. You should play yeah. Hazel's House. So, so the, so, so I have a Richard Schindel playlist. Sawtooth oh, yeah. has also indoctrinated our children into the ways of his music, some of it. Um, so t- One Ted, of the things we Ted. do, so we, we drive a lot because we drive them to their school. Yes. And, and what we do is we things. sit and listen to songs, and I right. explain to them what they mean. Mm-hmm. They're like super into Bob so, Dylan. So, what is Ted's yeah. favorite song right now? "Lily, Rosemary, and the Jack of Hearts." By the oh, Bob that's Dylan. a great tune! Isn't it awesome? That's a great yeah. tune. And like, we still haven't quite figured out the story yet, and yeah. we've heard the oh, song about We're, thirty times. So, yeah. so w- w- before you go on, yep. So we saw Richard Schindel and Lucy Kaplansky. Mm. Well, before that, well, years ago, we at, saw Richard Schindel. We saw Richard. Richard Schindel at the Iron Horse. At the Iron Horse. Nice. And he he's like I, I'll play oh, yeah. you, I'll play you this song. It's my son's favorite song. And um and I'll, I'll I'll tell you and I tell you why he's it's his favorite song. And his son was like 3 years old at the okay. time. Okay. And the song was from the it's the first track from the Somewhere Serena Near Patterson. Patterson. And it's the one that goes, "Hey, Doc, um, about the blue pill, da da. Hey, doc, da 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 da. The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes, my son <laughs> likes it because he thinks it's about a duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually about an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> but have the, you heard the Courier album? Yeah. Yes. That's so awesome, isn't yes. it? The, the live yeah. one. Yeah. 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 He has a small um, album um, that he recorded at this show in Randolph, Vermont. Um, that's amazing. I think it's. I think it's probably called like Live from. <laughs> the yeah. Randolph, from the Randolph or I love Summer delightful. Wind and Cotton Dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hazel's yeah. House is one of my favorites. So I'll play a little Hazel's House. What, 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 what album is that from? Hazel's House? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Fenario. Space oh, no. Vuelta. Fuleta. Vuelta. Space oh. Unicorn loves this one. It reminds me of one of our friends who we go to her house for food and good times. He must be from New Jersey. He is from Patterson New Jersey. He is in New Jersey. The whole thing's about Just New Jersey. Hazel's house. I don't know why I don't like it. I don't why? Like it. You know he was uh, he was uh, studying to be a priest. Was he? You yeah. should listen to the lyrics. <laughs> I'm not. It reminds me so of visiting great. our very good friend. This doesn't have a tool baseline, so she. Hazel's house. 
Why? <laughs> Just listen to the lyrics. I've seen you from the window. She's waiting for you as you climb the steps. She says, thank God. I have to show you a picture. To get worried. Yeah. Come on in. I got these pictures today. Hold on. New Year's and the place is overflowing. Just look at the last picture. Cousins, aunts, and uncles gather round. How long has it been? It's great to see you. Hazel's house. Oh no, no Hazel's house. Who is Hazel? I don't know, but don't I'm you still know not hearing any Cinderella. There's no. Ci- oh, so Sawtooth actually he talks about how much, right? Yeah, it's fine. Hold on, don't say it. On I'm the not. Thing. I'm not talking about it. With them. Wait, what are we looking at? I'll show you. We'll tell you after. Do you know what that is? has the crumb cake at the ready. Is no exception, there it is. The order of the universe intact. <laughs> right? Okay, enough. <laughs> I don't know why she said that. Once we shut the mics off, no one Stomping Jen is showing some stuff that no one should see. Goodbye <laughs> and bye. Anyways, this is Richard Schindel. Listen to this. This is good. There it is. I, I would be more impressed if I knew who that was. <laughs> Just say the character. Oh. Is it Tulane County Road? Write the character. I don't even know if he was. Right, enough. He up a hill beside the lake. I think I could have been a singer. <sighs> you were like so anti doing the karaoke the other night. <laughs> But I was good. We could have went to karaoke tonight. I know. We are but you know what? karaoke tonight, basically. <laughs> We're doing better stuff. We have good friends we here. We are doing all the stuff tonight. I love it. Richard Schindel. I'm glad you all like right. Richard Schindel. He's been I'm a secret favorite of mine like for a while. Richard Schindel. And you guys you guys did Greg Brown, right? I've not uh, that's another iron got that classic. into him. Really? Yeah. You need to listen to Covenant. The album Covenant. My friend, that's you know Jim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shiver and Jim. Super He's super into uh, Greg Brown. Really? Yeah. Super into Greg Brown. Yeah. yeah. All right. He hasn't. Right. Do- he hasn't really done much recently. But oh shit! The computer will restart in five minutes. We've got to end. Oh my gosh! Quickly, so we don't lose <laughs> oh this gosh. whole thing. Okay. Oh my gosh! Oh my All right. gosh! Oh my gosh! Listen. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you. And this girls and women and men and we farmers. love you all. Okay. Okay. Peace. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye now. That's abrupt. I don't want to lose in two hours and a half. Can't you suspend it? Because it, it's going to shut itself down. I can't stop it. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I'm drinking too much Akintoshin. No, it's not because of the Akintoshin. <laughs> the Akintoshin. Still didn't hear any Cinderella. Oh, we'll play you some Cinderella. Are you, are, are Mike still on? I'm muting. I'm muting all mics. America knows that this world of ours, ever growing smaller, must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity, and that the sources, scourges, 
of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed 